Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to our second episode. Thanks for listening in. Um, so we're recording this after the fact, after we've recorded this episode, because... We got a new mic. Yeah! Um, insert cheers and clapping here. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got a new mic because this episode was particularly difficult for me to edit. Um, Miles and I hit our S's too hard yeah. on this episode, so um, if you hear some pretty loud S's, I'm sorry. I tried my best to edit every single one out, but... Yeah, we're hoping with this new mic, the quality will be much better, which, which means that editing time should be down. Exactly. So um, this won't be a common occurrence um, that the episodes will be late. However, I am headed to another province for a wedding for two weeks, and therefore we won't be able to record for at least two weeks, which means... Um, and I need approximately a week to edit the episodes, so you should get another episode in approximately three weeks. Yes, but the thing is, it'll be significantly higher quality. Yes, that's exactly why we're recording this, to let you guys know. We're sorry about the quality that this episode was recorded with. Um, it's not the kind of quality we want to produce. Yes, However... So, so yeah, we're hoping, we're hoping with this like little sample bit, um, you'll be able to see the kind of quality that we'll be able to provide now with this new mic for future episodes. Yeah, um, starting episode three, the quality will be much better. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. Um, regardless of the fact that there are some sharp S's in this episode, it's a great episode. Miles did a fantastic job DMing. I had a lot of fun DMing, and the third episode, uh, it's gonna be Gibby's turn, and I'll be, uh, playing a character again. Yeah, all right, enjoy. Hello and welcome to Partners in Crit. Hi. My name is Miles Bradley. My name is Gibby. And uh, this is our second episode. If you're coming back, welcome back. If you're new here, welcome. Uh, this is it's, our. It's likely that you're new here. Yes. <laughs> this is only our second episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is our second completely unrelated and brand new one shot. Yeah. Uh, Miles wrote this episode. Mm -hmm. And I created a character, and based off of the backstory that he actually helped me create the backstory, Miles is quite good with literary stuff like that. This time, uh, yes, I'm going to be the Dungeon Master, and I'm going to uh, kind of run Gibby's character through a through a story. Yeah. So, uh, Gibby, is there anything that you want to tell us about your character right off? Yeah, I'll tell you about my character. So my character's name is Princess Clary Aram. Clary is a princess of a kingdom that I don't know yet. Actually, Miles came up with that. She is a six-level sorcerer. She's a noble background. She's a tiefling. And she is a chaotic good alignment. She is quite unsure of herself. She's quite clumsy. Her backstory... Oh, and she's a wild magic sorcerer, just so you guys know. Clary's magical origin is wild magic. Wild magic sorcerers get wild magic surges, which is basically any time they cast a spell, the DM can arbitrarily make me roll two D100s and... Uh, whatever it lands on, we go to a table, and whatever the table says happens, happens. That is, um, and I chose that for a very good reason, because her backstory is, Clary is the heir to the throne of the kingdom that she is in. 
and she is quite embarrassing for her family. I think she thinks like she she feels like she's the odd one out of her her family and her parents one night she's walking down the hallway to her room and she hears her parents talking about the fact that they're a little bit worried for her to take over the kingdom and that they don't know that she's going to be able to do it because, you know, she gets these wild magic surges and what if something goes really wrong? So Clary decides, I don't want to be the disappointment anymore. I want to head out and try to find someone or something or whatever so I can maybe control this wild magic of mine. So yeah, that's Clary. Um, I'll describe you a little bit uh, physically to her. So she has purple lilac-y hair, purple lilac-y eyes, um, and most tieflings are a shade of red or brown or orange, but she's yellow. And the rest of her family are red, brown, and orange, like regular tieflings. You know, I I thought her her inner wild magic should match her outside, and her outside should match her inside. So yeah, she looks a bit wild. You can actually go look at a little short clip of her uh, Hero Forge minifigure on our Instagram. We love Hero Forge. Yes, we use Hero Forge quite a bit. Um, Miles also made Silas from our last episode on Hero Forge, so maybe I'll make a story with Silas's Hero Forge minifigure. So yeah, that's Clary, um, and I think that's all I have to say about her, really. All right. Oh, yeah. and she's the bloodline of uh, Glazia, but that's it's not incredibly important, really. It just gives her an extra point to dex, I believe. A lot of it's just for like getting into the character, really flushing it out. Yeah. Um, but it, not everything is going to be uh, stuff that we cover. These are just pretty, pretty chill stories. Nice little fun thing. Yeah, so uh, you got a little bit of the context of what Clary's looking to do. And before we get to that, we're actually going to backtrack a little bit of that. And uh, if we're ready to start... Yeah, um, let's just go for it. Let's get into it. It is a beautiful, warm, sunny day in the kingdom of Hearth. Hearth. Deep within the vast forests of the kingdom of Hearth lies the sprawling town of Hearthwood, a bustling utopian paradise. Massive festivals and markets for wandering travelers and adventurers, guards to keep the peace and livelihood of the populace, and at the center of the town is Castle Hearthstep, the gleaming jewel of hearth. With its silvered and golden accents and gilded structuring, the sun and moon reflect perfectly off its surface day and night. Hearth is not only home to a predominantly tiefling population, but also home to a royal tiefling family. This royal family, residing in Castle Hearthstep, is the Orum family. Its current monarchs, Queen Copiosa and King Grati and their daughter, Clary, are held with the utmost adoration and respect by their kingdom, for they play a large part in the prosperity of Hearth. The king and queen believe in ethical relationships with neighboring kingdoms and do their best to sustain the positive connections they can find while defending against the more aggressive nations, like the Ocean Kingdom of Corallium to the south and the rigid mountainous nation of Graphis to the north. Hearth as a kingdom is safe, reliable, and sometimes comfortingly predictable, as reflected by the entire royal family. Well, almost the entire royal family. Uh, Clary, <laughs> we are going to get you to roll a d10 and a d100. Are automatically? Automatically. Right off the bat? Mm-hmm. That's a little mean. Um, no, it's not mean. This uh, is fitting. This is a d10. I'm just looking for my d100. Alright, you ready? First wild magic surge. That is 76. 
76. All right, I'm going to go to 76 on the Wild Magic table and see what comes up. You can find this online, by the way. Yes. So, you glow with a bright light in a 30-foot radius for the next minute. Any oh. creature that ends its turn within five feet of you is blinded until the end of its next turn. Okay. This isn't a combat, so you're just emanating a blinding light. Oh, uh, great. So, do I just wake up in the morning and I'm glowing? No. So, Clary is with um, the royal, not the royal, the bard that okay. comes to the castle, uh, whose name is Robert. And you are also joined by Nati the... Copiosa, Clary, Robert. <laughs> and you're also joined by your helper, Gertrude. Gertrude is very close with the royal family and acts as a kind of a kind of a grab bag handmaid. She's she's um I understand. Yes. Um she is uh like the really close my, family. My gentlewoman basically, which is yes. what they would call it in Shakespeare. Yes. Um not just for Clary but also for the king and queen. Gotcha. Uh and Robert acts as a sort of advisor also oh, he's like a very jester. chill and He's like a court jester. Yes. Gotcha. So, um, you are there, you are in a, you're in the courtyard with Robert and Gertrude, and this was a test set up by Gertrude to see if you could control your magic. Oh. So they had you cast- They didn't even give me a chance. They had you cast a spell, and wild magic came out. Which spell? Uh, you had to turn Robert's lute into a flute. This was Gertrude's idea, and she thought it seemed very simple because lute and flute are very close in wording. Okay, so minor illusion, basically. More or like uh, thaumaturgy, I guess, or prestidigitation, uh, like yeah, actually I don't turning ha- it into something else. Oh, okay. I don't have prestidigitation, but I have thaumaturgy, I have minor illusion. Thaumaturgy wouldn't do that. Minor illusion, I could kind of, maybe. Gotcha. It doesn't matter. It was one of those. And so you go, uh, Clary kind of reaches her hand out to manipulate the very essence of this uh, loot, and bursts into a blinding light. However, I'm I am able to cast spells. I just also do other shit while it happens. Yes. Yeah. So it is a flute now. Uh it is not a flute. Why? It failed. Oh. And the flute, Robert the loot I... rolled above my DC. <laughs> so you can't see it, but Gertrude kind of has uh, an arm over her over her eyes and throws a blackening blanket over top of you. They were ready for this. It's happened before. Robert kind of goes over to lean against a pillar and rub his eyes, for he is temporarily blinded. And you hear... Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't... I... I... I I cannot try again. You hear Robert say, No, I think that's... I think that's okay. I I think that's it for now. Robert's gonna be a little bit more quiet. He's gonna burn our mic out. Gotcha. You hear Gertrude kind of sigh from the other side of the blanket, uh, and she says, Robert, can you please go and tell the king and queen, up- update them on the on the results of this test? Thank you. Oh, I guess I'm under a blanket, so... Did I do it? Did I, did I do it? Well, you, uh, you did something. Oh, Not God. quite what we wanted. Under the blanket, you hear, um, you hear Robert 
walk off to go update your parents on yet another failed test I'm to gonna, control your magic. I'm gonna stick my head out. Like, I'm gonna use, like, I'm basically gonna wrap everything but my face in the blanket. So this is like a super-powered <laughs> flashlight covering your entire face, so yeah. you have to face down yeah, or look, up, and I'm, even then... Sure, I'm looking down. Gertrude, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I... Can I can I just try again? Well, you know, we've uh, we don't we don't have anything else to do. We've been at it all day. Uh, yeah. It's not your fault, dear. It seems like it kind of is. Well, it's not your fault. Very... All we can do all all we can do is keep trying and hope that it sticks at some point. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, it hasn't worked at all even once so far for the entirety of my life. But, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. You can't just give up after, she sighs very heavily, (laughs) 20 years of, uh, of attempt after attempt. But, you know, you know, in a few years, you're, uh, you're gonna be in line for the throne. So we gotta make sure by that point you have (laughs) some kind of a grasp. Sure. It'll be okay. Yeah. Here. Richard, do you want to take the throne, maybe? Oh, dear. I was I was a queen eons ago. Uh, Gertrude is a, a high elf, but even uh, as a high elf, she looks old. And the elves are immortal. Old. Yeah, yeah, They don't really age much. Okay, um... <clears throat> thank you, thank you, Gertrude. I think I'm just going to go back to my chambers. Oh, well, you know, we have supper prepping, and you haven't I eaten anything all day. Maybe just slide it under my door. I think I'm going to be too bright. Robert, for... you, you hear uh, you hear Robert come over from announcing to your parents, and he says, All right, well, we've uh, the king and queen would request you at uh, dinner. Sure. They, they want to see you at dinner. Do they? Yeah. Did you yeah, tell they... them that I'm brighter than the sun? Oh, they they know. They know. Okay, did you tell them to bring their sunglasses? Well, they're not they're not coming. They're at the dinner table right now and they've requested your presence. You get the feeling that they knew after another failure you would probably want to go back to your chambers and be by yourself. So, they're not coming to dinner? They're at dinner waiting oh, for you. Oh, they're not coming here. Um, I understand. Okay, thank you, Robert. Thank you, Gertrude. And I'm going to, um, with my little blanket, hustle, wobble away to the to the dining area. About halfway um, there, the um, the glowing fades. Okay. And you are Okay, I'm no just going to longer... leave the blanket on the floor. Okay. You hear, as... Clary's also it. she's she's clumsy, she's kind of messy, she's a little bit she'll she's gonna like she's gonna find like a, a like a like a hook or like an unlit candelabra to like that's hanging on the wall to like kinda hang it on. And then she's gonna walk to the chamber. So as you walk by, you uh smell smoke behind you and It wasn't you, lit. You it lit. wasn't lit. Oh god. It, oh you god. lit it on fire, but several se- several servants are already like putting it out. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, why is Jeffrey the only name I know? Okay, hold on. You hear Thomas and Jeffrey go, yeah, it's all right. And they uh, they go and dispose of another blanket. Um, I'm going to... I'm just going to go in. I'm just... So I walk into the dining area. You walk into the dining area. It's a... Uh... It's not a long table, like one of those ridiculously long tables that you might see in some castles, dining halls. Yeah. This is made for 
the size of family that you have, no. which is the daughter and the two parents and a few other chairs, just in case you have another royal family over. Sure. And you see your mother and father sat at the two sides in the far end. Right. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. They look up and say, Hi, Clary. How are you? Come on, come sit down. Okay, I sit down very awkwardly with, like, I'm trying to make my posture extra good. They smile at you and they... My house smells good. Gertrude really did out outdid herself <clears throat> this time. <clears throat> There's a full display, garlic, potatoes, various forms of hunted meat. Grati and Copiosa are serving each other, sort of, using telekinesis to send, like, a saucer gotcha. of gravy over. And they start sending a few things over to you. Not... Not very many things, trying to be very limited with the controlled magic that they use around you. Yeah. And... Thank you, thank you. This is this looks great. And I start, like, pushing it around with my fork and looking at my plate. Your mother and father were briefly talking about some, like, abandoned village that's home to a bunch of squatters and yeah. potentially sending guards over there to clear them out. And after that, there is a, a brief silence... And then you hear that they both sort of put their utensils down, look over at you, and say, "Well, your your father Grady, who is like a like an like a fresh red apple red, mm. and your mother Copiosa is a bit more of like a, like a dark burgundy." Yeah. And your father looks over and says, "How did how did the how did the test go?" Oh, and the way it always goes. Um, I tried to turn a lute into a flute. And then I instead glowed like the sun. So it's it's it went about as well as you could expect. I can make myself glow like the sun. I may never actually do that again. Who knows? You see, your mother looks over and says, "Well, you already glow like the sun. There's there's no question about that." Wait, a flute into a lute? Was that a lute into that? a flute? Uh, sorry. Gotcha. Uh, was that was that Robert's idea? It was Robert's idea. I don't think he's. Smart enough for that. Sounds he's, like a Gertrude thing. She's pretty smart. I've had conversations with her before. Okay, never mind. So have we. And look, it's... They both kind of look to each other and then look at you. And your mother says, You know, it's... It really is just about trying again and trying again. It will still be years off before... Unless something terrible happens. That... I, well, let's hope that doesn't. For many reasons. One, that I love you. The other being, uh, yeah. Um, I'm actually, uh, thank you so much for the dinner. I take, like, a quick bite of, like, a drumstick, and I'm gonna, I, I'm, I think I'm gonna go up to my room. They look at each other, go silent for a second, and then look back at you and say, all right. Is well, it something that are... you wanted to tell me? Or... No. Or... We just worry about you. I know. We... I worry about me. We're very proud of you for continuing to try we know it's very we we can only imagine how difficult it is for you thank you um thank you and she's gonna rush upstairs clary runs out of the room and i'm gonna stick to the wall for a second just to hear if they say anything can i roll to see if i hear like perception or uh yeah make a it's like eavesdropping make a yeah. make an investigation check okay Oh, it's a seven, so that's how Clara's day's going. You don't hear very much. Yeah. Then you start to hear some plates clanking and things, and 
you hear them start talking to each other. Sounds like a lot of a lot of sighing, high notes and low notes, and then you do hear one thing. You hear it sounds like they're not quite arguing, but debating the same topic vigorously, and you hear uh dully your mother saying, She's never going to control it. Then you hear they both sigh and go quiet for a moment. Um, I think Clary starts crying and then goes upstairs. And I think at this point in time, she's thinking, like, I think my mom is right. And even if she's not, well, I mean, there's no way to know. So I think Clary is done being a screw-up. She doesn't want to disappoint anybody anymore. And she feels like she is, like, I feel like I'm dis. I think she feels like she's disappointing people because she, like, is supposed to take over the throne. And if she was just a regular person, nobody would be putting this much importance on her controlling her magic. Right, but um, on top of being royalty, also a very unique tiefling, especially to the royal family. Yeah, so I think she, I think I'm gonna go upstairs and she's gonna... Do a, uh, a good think. Is it nighttime now? It's it's getting into the sort of late evening. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to put on my adventuring outfit, lay in my bed, like with the lights out, and just sort of like wait for everyone to go to sleep. And then I think I'm gonna grab a small bag of things, like rations, that sort of thing. I have a few things in my inventory. Like, I have a Dungeoneer's pack, a wand, which is my arcane focus, a scroll of pedigree, signet ring, and a set of fine clothing. And I'm just going to wait for everyone to fall asleep. You wait for a few hours. For whatever reason, it sounds like there's a lot of movement late this night. Mm. And starting to get to early morning, and you are... Clary gets up and goes to... I'm gonna wait on the. I'm gonna wait at the door and just listen. You actually hear a set of footsteps approaching the hallway that your chambers are located in, and then you hear them stop. Sounds like a pivot, and then you get a knock at your door. I'm gonna quickly throw on a robe so that they don't see what outfit I'm wearing, mm. and I'm going to open the door. What a crack! You see, uh, through the crack, you see Robert. Robert standing there. What, what do you want? What do you want? See Robert looks down, and actually you see Gertrude there as well. Good. Robert and Gertrude standing outside your door. What are you guys doing outside my... Oh, 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 I'm so tired. You guys, you guys woke me up. What are you doing outside my room this early in the morning? Make a deception check. Um, okay, it's a ten. Alright. Gertrude kind of gives you a, a squinted glance. I'm not sure if she wants to believe that you've been uh, So, uh, what do you guys want? I'm gonna go back to sleep. You see, Gertrude kind of looks and says, You know, it's it's not fair that we're doing this to you. That we've been doing this to you for the last 20 years. Well, you didn't really ask. It's just part of, you know, we could maybe hire someone else, but you guys don't like doing it. You see, Robert kind of perks up at that and (sighs) says, Actually, on that topic... And you see that he pulls out this old-ass map with very crude drawings. And looking at it, you realize it's it's like an ancient map of Hearth. You recognize some of the, some of the oh, what are they called, landmarks. Gertrude, where did Robert get this? She shrugs her shoulders. Robert, where did you get this? 
I've been around to plenty of kingdoms. I'll collect a bunch of weird why are, things. Why are you giving me a map? Well, he hands you the map, uh, and then he says, You see that right there? Yeah. Uh, Lake Chaldea. Uh-huh. I've heard from several uh, monarchs from different lands that near Lake Chaldea is a person who acts as a sort of otherworldly supreme advisor to royalty. Your mother and father have been there, and this this person that lives there is supposedly able to give royalty this sort of immense either power or fortune or knowledge. And I think what you could do with is knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, not potentially knowledge on how to control this your e- magic. This is extremely insightful for you, Robert. I, my parents were wrong about you. Well, I I appreciate it. I've been to a bunch of different a bunch of different kingdoms and this one is my favorite. It's quite reliable and What race is he? Robert is a human. Okay. And is he old? Not about mid forties, sort of grey okay. hair. You know that he used to be a sort of a fisherman, or that's at least what you expect, because at any given point he's always smelt a little bit like fish that's been out in the sun for a little too long. How cruel of you to make Robert this way. Robert's Robert. Robert's Robert. You know what? I'm not judging Robert. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate this. So you think I should go find this person? He looks you up and down and says, Well, it looks like you are going somewhere already. That's untrue. Can I roll deception? Make the deception check. Nat 20. Nat 20. You see Robert backs off and says, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It's okay. It's okay. I th- yeah, that's fine. Um, I was sleeping in Sleepland. Um, okay. So <laughs> well, thank you for the information, Robert. Uh, see Gertrude looks at you and says, Is there anything that you want me to prep? This is obviously, you know, take your time with this. Make... Whatever decision you want to make, and if this is something that you want to pursue, don't mm-hmm. tell your parents. Oh, dear God, I'm, why would I do I that? Am, well, just being careful. I would literally never tell them. Understood. If you, you think I to... want to be more of a disappointment? Is that... No, 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 no. Okay, well, just checking in with you on how you think I'm doing. But again, if there's, if you want me to set up a, a pack, if this is something you want to do immediately... I can't, I'm just gonna, I think I'm gonna sleep on it, Gertrude. Uh, good night, you two. And I close the door and I take a rope that I hide under my bed and I start crawling out my window, climbing out my window. All right. Uh, you, again, as you're setting that up, you kind of hear the footsteps still for a second and then walk away. Ah, yes. Still, still footsteps. The sound of still footsteps. The sound of nothing. <laughs> I don't hear anything and then I hear footsteps. Okay, I understand. Um, so you're and, going to... Yeah, I'm going to go down the rope. Alright. Down to the bottom, and then I'm going to set out what direction, which cardinal direction? Well, make an athletics check first. Oh, okay. Oh, that's actually not terrible. Thirteen? Thirteen? It's not terrible. You're, you're a little shaken up from this immediate knowledge of something that could completely change Clary. Yeah, I think Clary's, like, secretly, like, she's feeling kind of motivated now. Yeah, and... You slip a few times on the rope, but then this is this isn't new to you. You've done this many times before, and 
Um, it's like an they hour actually, or two. They planted a bush at the bottom of a window because they, I fell they knew so many they times. they knew they couldn't stop you, so yeah. they thought, all right, if she's gonna do this, might as well make it relatively. I'm safe. also twenty years old, so I'm an adult. So you make it to the bottom, make it to the bottom of the courtyard, and you see that it's sort of essentially heading out the the main gates of Hearthwood. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go. So you kind of weave your way through the streets, making sure that no guards are able to notice yeah, you. Yeah, so she she has, like, this white, um, it's kind of like a, it's not a one-piece suit, it's got, like, a belt for the pants, but it's, like, um, it's, like, an adventuring outfit. It's got, like, a little, um, like, cape attached to it that's, like, purple, and she puts the hood up over her head and looks down. This is something she wears when she leaves the castle that she doesn't want people to recognize her in. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is essentially her quote disguise right so you again weave your way around making sure that you're not seen and then a few hours before well maybe an hour or two before the actual sunrise you find yourself at the edge of hearthwood can we say before i left that i wrote a little note to my parents just saying and i leave it on my bed and just say i'll be back don't worry about me yeah, heart, absolutely. heart. All right, cool. So you set off. Right. You head down the road following this dusty old map as best you can. Yeah, I'm trying to like brush it off. It's um, so yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna walk down the road. I'm gonna I'm really trying to study this map. She's quite um, excuse me. Um, she's smart. Like she's not dumb or anything. She's just kind of clumsy and messy and not what your stereotypical princess is kind of like so but she's pretty smart so i think she could probably follow the map no problem i'm not sure oh yeah so you're looking at the map um hearth and it's very very warm climate there's a volcano off to the side and you know that there are a few kind of underneath the ground um gives it a very a very warm summer vibe throughout the year and so Making your way along, tripping over a rock and a few stumps and some roots and a stick and a divot in the road. Oh, right, I get it. I get it. I get it. Clary also gets it. She looks up at the sky and she says, I get it. The clouds part and a god kind of shrugs and says, I'm just doing my job. Are you? The clouds part again. Are you doing your job? Silence. Don't yeah, from God. I didn't think that God was going to respond to that. Um, so you're making your way along, and the sun is starting to come up. Uh, it's been a few hours for the walk, and... I take the hood down, just as I'm walking, because it's probably warm. Yeah, you haven't seen anybody, so it's yeah. not like anybody's going to recognize you. Can I roll perception? Yeah. Absolutely. To see if there's anything around me right now. Oops, I dropped my die. Well, it wasn't the one that I rolled, it just hit another one in my tray. That's a 15 on the die. 15? No, hold on. I don't add anything to that, so it's 15. Gotcha. So, you're going along, and then looking ahead, before you see anything, you sort of smell something. It smells like something rotting, Ew. but also cooked. Is there anywhere like sort of for me burnt. to hide? There's trees all along. Like, Hearth is a dense forest kingdom. Can I get into the trees a bit more and, like, head towards the smell, but, like, hiding in the trees? Like, can I roll stealth? Uh, yeah. Okay. Roll stealth with advantage. With advantage? Because I'm in the trees? You're in the trees. You know the place. Nobody's really around to see you. Um, sorry. I'm just looking for my stealth mod. Okay. I get a one added to this. Um, 14. Alright. So, you 
You stealth no problem. You make your way closer to the smell, and does it smell really bad? The closer you get, the like the more potent okay. it is. God, what so, is that? At first, you thought it was like somebody found a really old steak and then Ew. tried to char burn it to eat it. Ew. And you realize the closer you get, it is the smell of both rotten and burnt flesh. Ew. You come up onto this unfamiliar sort of abandoned village, but it is... Have I been here before? You don't recognize this village. Oh my god, what happened here? Is this on the map? I'm going to look at the map. You look at the map, and you do see a few houses, like just a handful of houses, kind of on the road that you need to take to get to Lake Chaldea, and it's it's there, and you're here. Okay. So I'm still stealthing, by the way. You're still stealthing. So, again, you're kind of coming into one of the little uh, side alleys between two of the buildings. A lot of the buildings are smoldering, like okay. they've been burnt down, and yeah. then also, like, blasts of what looks like magical fire, maybe. Mm. You see a lot of blood. I'm going to cast Detect Magic. I'm going to read the card out for the audience. For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. Uh, ten minutes... Um, I'm actually gonna sit here for ten minutes and cast this as a ritual so I don't have to use a spell slot. Gotcha. So I'm gonna take the ten minutes to use my arcane focus to sit here and cast Detect Magic. Okay. So you sit there for ten minutes and eventually it comes out. Okay. It doesn't come out. The the spell is cast and you shoot your sort of spidey senses... Out into the village. My clary senses are tingling. Your clary senses. And you pick up a lot of magic here. I'm going to say she sees her magic through like a purplish hue. Um, so if there's magic, it comes up as like a purple color? She's seeing like things coated in like a purple aura. Things that are magic. Can I, can I use investigate to look for magical objects? Like stuff that's like magical around? Well, it just seems like the ground is sort of coming up with this purpley thing. Like, this whole town is just riddled with it. Okay, it it was magic fire, then. Off in the distance, you hear what sounds like groaning and metal being used on something. How far? Maybe a couple hundred meters. Okay, I'm going to creep up. Gonna creep up on it, so you you wound your way through... Yeah, hold on. Um, I'm just looking through my spell cards. I'm just going to see if I can use... I can't cast invisibility as a ritual. I think, yeah, I'm just going to creep up. All right. You creep up, and you find yourself sort of in this little village square. Uh, again, can there's... Can I say I'm still stealthing, or would you like me to re-roll? You're still stealthing. Okay. So, you look into the town square, there's, again, the charred houses, there's charred corpses okay. on the ground now. Yay. Blood everywhere. Whoa. And you look over to what looks like a sort of shop slash inn. Yeah. That's sort of concaved in. And you see a small group of what appear to be zombies, plague-ridden town folk. And they are convulging on 
what looks like this small group of travelers or adventurers oh. who are fighting them back furiously. And you see them drop one, and then after a moment, the one that they dropped comes back up to start fighting again. Crap, I don't know how to get rid of zombies. I don't know. I, like, make as, a... as Gibby, I don't know. Arcana check? or is make, it... make an Arcana or a religion check. I'm going to do Arcana. 11. 11? Actually, make an insight check. Are you sure? Instead? We won't ignore the Arcana, but make an investigation check, or an insight check as well. Okay. I'm proficient in investigation. Oh, okay, that's a 17. 17? You're looking around at these bodies, so these the people that are held up against, there's four of them. Okay. They're held up against the, the sort of dilapidated inn, and they're screaming for help and shouting to each other to, you know, sword here, axe there, and... You're looking around, and you see that the bodies on the ground, the ones that have either been killed by the people here or have been dead, are charred, burnt to a crisp. And the ones that are still walking around seem a little bit, but not too much. Gotcha. Okay. So you think that what it needs What's on the ground around me? There's broken houses and... Is there anything metal? No. Okay, I'm going to, so I'm going to prepare uh, burning hands. Clary's just going to say to herself, okay, you can do this, you can do this. You're not going to surge, you're not going to have a magic surge. You're going to save these people and be a hero. Be a hero. Be a hero. Be, be, be a hero. Make a persuasion check. For For myself, okay. Brutal. It's a ten. Ten? I rolled a four, but I have a six in persuasion. <laughs> People find her charming. It goes out your mouth, back in through one ear, and it lingers for a bit in your head, but then just goes out the other. Okay, I'm just going to keep saying it. Be a hero. Be a hero. Be Make a, a hero. stealth check. God damn it. Oh god, that's not good. That's really bad. It's eight? An eight? Yeah, I'm changing my die. You... You sort of hear like a, and you look up, and one of the zombies that's that was convulging on the group sort of turns back. Okay. Um, How close are they to me? I'd say they're about 30 feet away. Okay. You see it looks back and goes, and it starts lurching towards you. How and fast you see, are they? Not very fast. So let's say you've got... Uh, maybe around before it hits you. Okay. Um. Do you want me to roll initiative? Uh. At this point, yes. Okay. I'm going to. Oh, that was almost a well. nat twenty. Um. That is. Hold on. What's my dex? I got a nine. All right. So we'll put you. One second, this is going to be probably a clip that's edited out while I roll initiative for other things. Alright. Alright, so, so I rolled um, an 8 on the die, I have a plus 1 to dex, so my initiative is 9. Obviously Miles will not tell us what the Zombo's initiative are. I am not going first. No. So you see... You see one of the one of the travelers sort of look behind where the zombie has started to start a lurch towards and sees you. Oh, thank God. Alright. Uh help. Little help over here. I'm gonna try. That is going to be So yeah, it will be unless you go to the zombie, it will take 
this round and then into the next one for it to reach you. Yeah, gotcha. How many zombies are there? You look around, there's three of them. Okay, um, so... So he's gonna make... This zombie is going to make its way uh, in this round 20 feet forward, and they can only make an attack within 5 feet. So, so it would have to be like cool. kind of up against you. Cool. Um, just need to grab some dice here. Some of the the adventurers are going to go first. Some of the adventurers are really hacking and slashing. They're doing damage to the zombies, like a limb here, part of a head there, and they they still come at the adventurers. And so they're not aggroed on me. The two zombies are not. They're one focused is, on one is headed towards me. One has started making its way towards you, and it is your turn. Okay, I'm. Is there a way for me to get within 15 feet of all zombies? No, there isn't. Okay, I'm going to go past this zombie. So I'm going to go around him. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to go around him within a five foot radius so that he can't attack. Uh, an opportunity attack. So you're going to have to be ten feet away then. Because uh, if you're with... within five feet, he would get an opportunity because you're within his... Oh, is he within five feet right now? No, so, so you're moving a, now. So he's... attack of opportunities within five feet, not ten. If you leave their five foot radius. Yeah, so you're staying ten feet away from him. Staying at least five feet away from him. Okay, if you go within five feet, I'm not. That's I'm his staying attack radius. like six feet away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get fifteen feet to the other two. Okay. Um, so that, and I'm going to hold on. Um, you said there are four adventurers? There's four adventurers and three zombies. Okay, I'm going to use um, one sorcery point to cast careful spell. So two, to cast burning hands using careful spell. Mm-hmm. Um, and careful spell just means that I can protect up to up to the amount of, like, that I have for uh, charisma mod that many people. So I have a plus three to charisma. So I'm going to protect three of them at least, and the one that's in the back, I'm going to just try not to hit with the magic. Okay. With the burning hands. But yeah, I'm going to cast burning hands on these two zombies. They have to make a dex save. Zombies? So I guess I'll describe what this looks like. She like, she like takes, um, she like holds her wand, she moves it in a circle, and then she like almost like whips it like a whip towards the zombies, and out of the wand comes, um... Fire. I know this is burning hands, but I think that's cooler. Right. And this is towards the two zombies that are attacking Yes, the, the two, yeah. Okay. And it's a 15-foot cone. They have to make a dex save. Alright. If they don't, they take 3d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. And it ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. And what is the save they need to make? They like... need to... Yeah, my spell save DC is 14. 14? So neither of them pass, not even close. Okay. So how much damage do they take? Fuck yeah, I'm gonna burn these zombies. I'm gonna roll for that. I'm finding my d6s. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's not bad. They both take... I've gotta make a check for the one, the one adventurer who didn't make Is he this. like within 15 feet or is he in back? So they're all really close to each other. This is like them shoulder gotcha. to shoulder. Okay, I understand. So yeah, he'll have to make a save. 
Sorry, I'm trying to help. It was, uh, so they do make the save. He does. He's going to take five damage. The rest of them are going to take ten. The zombies are going to take ten. Those other three don't have to make saves because I used a careful spell. You see the one in the back go, Oh, it's a little hot, but I, I forgive you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so she burns the crap out of these zombies. So how much damage do they take? Ten. Ten. All right. They each take ten. You absolutely smite one of these zombies. So they're, the adventurers are like yeah. hacking and slashing at it, and then all of a sudden all they see is a little bit of fire shoot past to one of their friends, but then this zombie in front of them just completely immolate with fire. And... Yeah, it's almost like a force field yeah. on the three of them, and then the one guy is just sort yeah. of getting burnt. I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I tried! I'm doing my best! And they say, well, keep doing it! It's working! And you okay. see one of them goes, ah, the fire! And uh, they're sort of like hit with the heat, and the zombie just goes <laughs> and then melts into ew. a pile of uh, bone flesh. Ew, ew. Okay, so that's my action and my movement. Yeah, the one zombie that you walked past kind of just goes <laughs> and tries to follow you. Oh, he tries to follow me. I understand. Um, I think, yeah, that's all I'm gonna do for now. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna do for now. All right. Yeah, the other zombie is looking like you've you've charred both of its arms and one of its legs, so it's sort of like hobbling Hopping on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> and you're pretty dexterous for a zombie. See the zombie just go. <laughs> they keep going. Shrugs for anyone who didn't see that, which is all of you. Um. <laughs> that was a zombie shrug noise. <laughs> okay. And that zombie is actually going to turn away from you, uh, turn away from the adventurers and head towards you. Okay, I'm going to scream at the adventurers, run! Uh, Get to safety! Well, actually, the zombie turns away, and it is, it is, like, currently taking fire damage. It heads towards you, and it leaves the, it leaves the, what is it called? Yeah, it leaves their, uh, their attack radius, basically. Yeah, and that one is actually going to... They're going to take an attack of opportunity? An attack of opportunity. Cool. Way to go! Uh, yeah, you see the one... Here we go. I'm just going to borrow this real quick. Okay. And uh, she's going to ready in uh, a bow. And Oh, actually, I need to full hit... Uh, sort of looking at, uh, you see this, uh, one of the adventurers, she's trying to, like, prep a bow, but is looking at you with confusion and almost awe, and is, like, fumbling with arrows. Because she can't take the hit. Not quite. You have to be a certain distance away from a creature to hit with a bow anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I think. Uh, no, you're right, otherwise there's disadvantage. Yeah. She doesn't manage to cock a bow in time, and the zombie is going to continue towards you and try to uh, take a hit on you. What are you doing? (laughs) That's not very polite. (laughs) I know you don't care, but I'm just letting you know. And it goes to... Ah, it goes to take a bite out of you. Ow. And falls on its face. Did it roll on that one? It did? Yep. It falls on its face... And actually, you know what? It it hits the ground, and it actually fell on the other zombie that was completely immolated, and catches fire again. It goes... That's and, what you get. 
That is, that is what you get when you try to attack innocent people. Uh, that zombie falls down and... He dies? Uh, once again lit up and... Got his day lit the fuck up. Falls to the ground. That is another zombie out. The only one that's left is the third zombie. You see one of the larger, uh, adventurers, uh, looks at you and says, Oh, God. We didn't even think to use fire. We're we're so stupid. No, um, you're not stupid. I only thought to because the rest of them look pretty burnt. Is all right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make it up to you. And rushes past you to go to the final zombie. You see that this one has had this sort of spectral scythe almost. This guy. Not, not a, like a one-handed sickle, but like a like a like a dual-handed scythe and. Rushes towards the other zombie to make an attack. Oh, he's attacking the floor. I lost D twenty. Oh, there it is. Is it your massive one? Yes. Yeah. How did you lose that? Oh, bad oh eyes. Oh my god, bad right. eyes. We have perfect eyes, bastard. I I wear glasses. That's why I say that to him. Just manages to uh, take a hit on this remaining zombie. Cool, cool. Uh, all right, and. There we go. And manages to take a, a nice little chunk out of the zombie, kind of hex off one of its, or heck, hacks off one of its arms, and the zombie looks incredibly offended. Oh. And also quite vengeful, looking down at uh, his fallen brothers. It's a very brothers. expressive zombie. <laughs> this and... is what you get. This is, this is, I'm going to yell that at him. This is what you get. This is, I hope you learn your lesson. Make a persuasion check. It's a zombie. What's its intelligence? Do you really want to know? Yeah. Three. It has a three? Minus four. Oh, it won't understand me, I don't think, but I'll try. Um, it's a 16. 16? This is what you, this is what you get, Mr. Zombie. Listen, this is, I'm just saying, don't pick a fight with five people. You see the zombie kind of stops in his tracks looks at you, then looks at the guy who just took its arm off, and the guy says, she's right, don't look at me. And you see the zombie says, and it starts, like, crying blood, and starts uh, rushing to uh, attack again anyways. Well, yeah, I figured. Miles has a bad habit of making his enemies in D&D able to speak, because then you can... the moment you make an enemy able to speak, you you make your players want to convince it to not hit you anymore. That has happened a lot. It happened. DM. Yeah, it, yeah. We had to tell him as a party to stop it because the, every time they spoke, we could just convince that like we would roll. I remember one time we had a friend Emma who made our lovely art for this show. We were attacking um, an enemy, and she was like sacrificing people to a nearby town, and she just went. Can you just, just, just don't do that. Can you not? And she was like, she rolled and uh, she rolled a nat 20. So he didn't have a lot of a choice. So he, he made it work in the end. But Yeah. Literal demigods that this happened to. It was my mistake that I will make sure to not make again. <laughs> Zombies are fine. It's kind of talking to me. <laughs> it's, it is conversing with you. He's, yeah, that's talking. The zombie and isn't talking, but it's gesticulating it's expressing. does not sound like it's it. expressing. It's expressing itself. Yeah. So yeah, you see one of the one of the other adventurers steps up to sort of uh, 
make his way over to finish the job, and one of the more lithe-looking ones steps up, the one that is kind of charred in the face a little bit, looking a little smoky. Sorry! And uh, they say, no, this one is mine, and rushes forward with a scimitar and hucks the zombie in half. So it's the zombie falls into the legs are over here, and then it's torso and head are over there, and it's crawling with its one arm to sort of, like... It's still alive? Uh, just barely. Oh, okay. It's looking to, like, grab an ankle and munch. So, is it its turn, or is it my turn? Uh, it is actually the next one's turn, the one with the bow. And you see that she's, again, fully focused, looking to finish this zombie off. And... You see, she goes over and kicks it towards the the other two zombies that have been burnt, and it catches fire, and she unloads an arrow and ends that third zombie. She rolls from up close? Like, she hits it from up close? Well, she kicks it over towards them, and oh, then she uses the rest of her movement to back off. I gotcha. Okay. So those three zombies are gone. You exit initiative. All right. Um, my hood's still up, by the way. Just so you know. Um, I'm gonna look at the the four people, I guess. They're all together now. Yeah, so you you get a good look of these people. I think and... Clary's gonna, like, walk over to the trip a little bit, catch herself. <clears throat> hello! Uh, hello! Uh, you see the bigger ones uh, sort of take the initiative to talk and say, Ah, we... Coming in absolutely out of nowhere with the fire. Thank you so much. We were... Yeah, no worries. I smelled something really bad, so I just followed my nose. Oh, we've been here for a while. It smells terrible. We've been here for a while? What happened? Do you all live in this village? No, we're uh, we're from Corallium. And you see that you... Is that where I'm headed? No, you're headed to Lake Chaldea. Corallium, uh... you would know this from uh, political royal debates. Sure. Um... Corallium is a neighboring kingdom from the ocean, and you're looking at these people, and you see that one of them, the one with the bow, she is, uh, she's sort of like, ironically, she's like a, like a swordfish, um, but she has a bow, and... She's not, she doesn't need water? Uh, no, they're all some sort of water genasi. Damn. So they can, like, breathe underwater and on land. Gotcha. And but she's see, literally a swordfish? Like... Like a anthropomorphic swordfish. Oh my god, you didn't say that. You were just like, this person. <laughs> Flopping, it's made its way. No. So all like humanoid versions. Gotcha, okay. And you see... Um, so you're not... Okay, what are you guys doing out here? Well, we're we're doing business for the, for the queen and king. You know, they sent us over here to clear out supposed squatters. And we come here and it's been absolutely blasted to hell. Can I roll insight to see if he's telling the truth? Yeah. I just want to know if they did this or not. Well, that's not going to do much. Um, who the fuck's inside? Ten. Ten? Yeah. Keep rolling sevens. Seems honest. Doesn't seem like any reason that he'd be lying to you. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there's the, the one with the bow, modeled after a swordfish, and the one with the scimitar looks like an orca. Ah. Like a killer whale. Okay. And then the one that was going to attack but didn't looks sort of like a shark. And then, like, sort of, like, almost pitch yeah, black eyes with sharp yeah. teeth. And then the uh, the larger one has sort of a three-pronged hat, kind of. And 
Um, He's like, the boss. You kind of get that vibe, and you see sort of like a tentacle mustache, kind of. His name Davy Jones. Well, actually, you see, he looks at you and says, "Oh God, where, where are my manners? Uh, I'm Iram. Okay. And hi, hi, Iram. This is my." Uh, my, you know, on the seas we call it a crew, but I guess in on the mainland we're mercenaries. You know, kind of going doing our jobs. Uh, yeah, so this okay. is we got Crass, um, the one with the the kind of looks like a shark, and then we've got Malleus, um, the one. Sorry, it wasn't a swordfish. It was a it was a hammerhead shark. Oh, those are very different. Uh, she sort of puts her bow back and says, "Good to meet you. Came in at just the right time." Yeah. And then uh-huh. then he looks over to the one with the scimitar and says, "And this is Cage." And Cage. Cades. 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 Okay. Uh, C-A-E-D-E-S. Gotcha. And just say, it is, again, good to meet you. Then uh, he says, yeah, I'm I'm Iram, as I said, and uh, who, where where did you come from? Uh, the woods. I was just going for a walk. I'm I'm headed to the, what, lake, the lake of, what is it? Uh, Lake Chaldea? Yeah. I'm heading to uh, Lake Chaldea. So I'm I was just on my way and I smelled something bad. So uh my my name is um um Clary. Alright. Make a make an insight check and a deception check. Okay. Insight first. Oh bitch. I rolled a nineteen on the die, that's a twenty two. Alright. So, so what is that? And also roll did you roll was that insight? Yep, that was insight and then a deception. Yes. Seventeen. Alright. So do you still have like your, your skin sort up. of showing? My hood's up. Okay, so none of your skin is showing right now. Um, it's darker. Like, it's like I'm basically hiding my face as much as I kind of can without being suspicious. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm looking them in the eyes. So you sort of see Iram kind of perk up at the mention of Lake Chaldea, and then sort of narrow his eyes at you when you say that your name is Clary. It's like, oh, is, is, is that like a common name here? Because, you know, we... We, it is. We were, we... It, it is. Yeah. It 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 it's a common name. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. I know. Like five. <laughs> I was gonna say it wouldn't make any sense for the 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 princess of Hearth to be out here. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be so silly. Irresponsible parents on that end. Totally. Yeah. I mean, no, that's not me. Coincidence. Massive. What What am I getting from this insight? Does he believe me? Um, so yeah, you, you noticed that the entire group perked up when you had mentioned Chaldea, and... Do they know that I'm the princess, though? Do you think that they know? You, you pretty much convinced them that... They've probably never seen a photo or anything of me. They've probably just heard my name. No. So they say, well, you know, we, again, I had to ask. We just came from, uh, Hearthstep. Uh, we, we got this contract to come check out the village, uh, from some, oh, he smelled, uh, he didn't smell that bad. We're used to, uh, fish water. Uh, we got it from some bard, jester guy, and we came here, and... What was his name? It was, looks back at the group, was it Rupert? Robert. 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 Yeah. I thought it was this morning? Uh, we were there, uh, we were there pretty late last night. About midnight. We just come from Coralium. Oh, interesting, interesting. Can I roll inside to see if I know that Robert wanted me to meet with these guys at some point? Sure, make like an insight check. Like to see check. if he, to see if I get the idea that like if I can put two and two together because I think Gibby's putting two and two together. But thirteen. And you were looking to see. I'm if... trying to see if Robert set this up so that I would run into these guys so that they could. I mean, it surprised you that 
It's a you know, coincidence. That, that it was the knowledge that you were going, that you had somewhere to go, like Caldia to meet somebody who could really help you, surprised you. It seemed very out of left field for Robert, who you're you're pretty familiar with. Yeah. But you don't you don't really get the vibe that he would have set something like this up. That's that's like, weird. It sort of seems like a like a coincidence. Okay. Um, Make a perception check. Okay. Oh, that's bad. Um. Sorry, I'm looking for my percentage. Eight. Eight? Alright, I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, DC, let's say... Well, let's say 15. Four, five. Is that a nat one? No, it was a four. Four? Alright. You see Iron goes to say something else, and then all of a sudden all you hear uh, from behind them, from inside the dilapidated inn, is... And bursting, throwing wood and support beams everywhere is this mammoth of a constructed zombie. All of you are thrown back, uh, taking four points of damage. Okay. I'm down to 34. And again, it's just this massive zombie that throws open um, the front of the building. This, like, mega zombie, which just seems to be, like, a large compilation of a bunch of other other zombies Corpses? put together. It It's kind of like a flesh golem. Ew. Uh, miles. And you see it is wielding a, in one of its big, multi-handed, meaty hands, a charred, what looks like a wooden support beam. Oh, shit. And Hey, I had a wooden support beam in my episode. Tune into episode one to see what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it sort of looks around, and it goes, and raises it to attack. Um, how large is this thing? Like, how many feet? This is a, oh, I forget what the, what the scaling is. This is like a, this is a large creature. Gotcha. Well, no, if everybody's a medium creature and then there's a large creature, this is the next step up. This is an extra large creature. This is like a colossal creature. Gotcha. Okay, so probably like 30 feet? 20, uh, 20 feet up? 20, 25 feet in size. Okay, that's huge. Um, okay. Um... And you guys didn't know that that was there, right? You see all of them are just standing there, well, getting up after being thrown back and just looking up at the zombie and then looking at you and then looking down at the zombies that had been, like, burnt to a crisp and it actually yeah. stayed down. We're like, uh, uh, we're, uh, late, ladies first. And, Should everyone initiative? Um, they're, they're all holding their actions to let you go first. I'm gonna roll initiative though, right? Uh, we're we're holding the same initiative. Oh, okay. Yeah. So all you need to do is okay. roll your attack. Uh, well, I don't need to roll because I'm casting spells. Gotcha. Um, I'm gonna cast a. I'm going to cast firebolt. So you hurl a mote of fire at a creature or object within range. Make a ranged spell attack. Okay, so I will roll. On on a hit, the target takes one d10 fire damage. A flammable object hit by the spell ignites if it isn't being worn or carried. And because I'm 6th level, I add 1d10 to this, so I'm going to be rolling 2d10. Alright. So... Any sort of saving throw? No, this is just if I hit him, so... Gotcha. Holy moly. Um, as an 8 hit? 
Eight hits exactly. Are you joking? Oh my god, I rolled a six and my spell attack bonus is... Or sorry, I rolled a two and my spell attack bonus is six. Alright, so I'm gonna roll 2d10. He's gonna take five damage. Five damage? Roll a four and a one. So yeah, you Clary points the wand up again and... Oh, actually, roll for wild magic. Oh, shit. So what's gonna happen, you're gonna roll a d20, and if you roll a 1, you have to... We should have done this before. This is how wild magic works for a wild magic sorcerer. Anytime you cast a spell, you Mm -hmm. roll a d20, and if you hit a 1, if this is your first time rolling, you get a wild magic surge. If you don't, then the next time you cast a spell, if you roll a 1 or a 2... Yes, I understand. Okay. Uh, rolled a 19. 19? Alright. So, now you're on 1 and 2. If you hit either of those next time, you'll get a magic surge. Okay, I'll keep track here. So yeah, Clary whips her wand around Yeah, so I'm gonna, again, so I, I kind of do it in a circle, like, in front of me... I bring it to the front, I whip it back and then forward like a whip and uh, a bolt of fire, uh, two bolts of fire like speed out and I want to try to hit this thing in the face to blind it in the eye. Um, okay. It's up to you whether or not you think I should roll for that or what you think should happen. But that's where, that's where she's aiming. Right. Mind you, I, I just hit his AC so maybe not, I don't know. Yeah, so you, you're, you're whipping your, your wand around, it like catches sparks in the air and then fire just as you throw it and two firebolts go you it's not hard to hit because mm. it's a it's it's like a wall massive, sort of zombie yeah. um but you don't manage to hit it in the head you hit it in the chest instead gotcha. and it kind of stumbles back and then starts catching fire and oh. looks down and says hey uh, is there anything else um <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, no, no, I think that's it. I'm going to save my reaction just in case I need it to gotcha. uh, Ben Lock or something. Uh, you see, uh, it is uh, the adventurer's turn now. Iram steps up to the plate. You see Iram sort of throw his hand up and like blue sparks start to sort of appear uh, around his hand. Whoa! You roll good? Oh, very good. Oh, good for him. Yeah, you see that? You see the iron sort of throws his hand up, and blue sparks sort of appear, along with like darker, almost light sucking ones. And you see two sort of like hexing arcane shots of an eldritch blast sort of shoot out towards. And what a badass! Uh, completely throws off like its entire left arm and part of its chest. Oh shit! And good job, Iram. 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 We just met. It's fine. <laughs> and I just—that wasn't even a character choice. That was just me. Yeah. And uh, the giant zombie sort of stumbles back into the house. Like I said to your friend, not a very smart move to attack more people than you. Mm-hmm. You are outnumbered. So the one that uh, Crass, the one that had gone to attack a zombie before, yeah. but was beat to the punch, mm-hmm. um, you see that he pulls out a uh, uh, like a long sword and goes and hacks at one of the giant zombie's legs and cuts its foot out from under it. Oh my god! And um, which one was it? Clank. What was his name? Crass. The one that kind of looks clank. like a shark. I almost said Clank. Oh no! Go um, Crass. Go, 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 Crass. Go, 
and he's cool. and she like loses motivation uh, to keep chanting because nobody else. Uh, he looks back and says, "Oh, thanks." And he gets the whole foot out, and the giant zombie goes and falls down, uh, propping itself up sort of on its side, um, but still has. <laughs> Still has like its whole other arm wielding the beam, uh, oh ready to. Ready that doesn't to look comfortable. Um, and it is very much on fire right now. Uh, or here we are. And then, uh, Cade, the uh, the orca-looking one, goes to goes to sort of like quick step in and take a splash, uh, cutting its head off with a scimitar. The giant zombie sort of whips its head around and forces. Uh, Cades to take a step back uh, doesn't get the shot. Mm. And... You did good. Oh, I know I do good. I do good a lot of the time. Oh, my God. Okay, well, he's very sure of himself. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that guy? Hello? <laughs> and you see Malleus. Is um, he, like, chaotic evil or something? Like, what is... like? Is he, like, chaotic neutral? Make an insight check. Okay. Could have been a nat 20. But you play in dice. Uh, Eleven. Eleven? You've just met these people. Yeah. It looks like they've been in a bit of a a hard spot. So you Uh can't gauge any sort of alignment. Uh Uh, It is now Malleus' turn. And flings another arrow. And you see that the zombie sort of looks up at her. And uh, goes to bring the the support beam down, uh, it opens its mouth and like and you see that she sends the arrow just as it opens its mouth and it flies straight in and then you see the light, whatever sort of necromantic magic light goes out of the zombie's eyes and it stops and then falls down dead. Well that was interesting. What the hell had just happened? Uh, yeah, so you guys, you exit out of combat and you see they start of they sort of look around as if another one might burst out, and then... Can I do a perception check to see if there's another one? Yeah, make a perception check. Fourteen. Fourteen? Do you, you think, do you guys think there's another one? And she's, like, nervously looking around. You see Cades, uh, starts to, uh, make their way around, uh, peeking into windows and stuff, uh, stealthing, and they come back and say, I'm... I'm not seeing anything else. I think we are okay for the moment. Okay. Well, it was good to meet all of you. I'm going to the lake. And you see, and she's Iron sort of sort of makes to go towards you and says, "Oh, wait, it, right, the lake, Lake Caldia." Yes. He sort of looks back at his group and then looks towards you. And says, "This, this is a really weird day. Um, we're headed to Lake Caldia too." Okay. See you there. And she heads off. She does not want to go with these people. She's like super socially awkward and does not like people very much. So. Oh, oh, uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? What can I do for you? Just well, we. And you see, he pulls out this map. And it is, you've seen bad maps, like even your map is in terrible shape and not really clear. You you kind of know how to get there. Where are they from? from? They're the not hearth. from Lake Caldia? They're from... They're not from Hearth, which is where Lake Caldia is located. It's, gotcha. it's within the Hearth Kingdom. Gotcha. They're from Coralium. Is there something I can help you with? She says, well, and he pulls out his map, and it is the shittiest looking map you have ever seen. It is literally an X with a line and then another X without any sort of landmarks. And she, like, she's gonna put her hand in her head and just go, oh, Robert. Like, quietly. Yeah, he, uh, he, 
he gave us this. Yes, I can see that he gave you a very garbage map. Uh, E.C. Cades kind of looks up and says, I, I'm usually a good navigator. I spent a lot of my life on the seas. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. I, I can't read this for the life of me. Okay. Because um, her ideal is independence. So she really does not want to go with these people. Um, E.C. Iron sort of I, says, do, like, do we're... You, do you have no clue where you're going? You kind of made it in somewhat of the right direction yourself. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, E.C. Iron says, yeah, we, uh, so we're... Again, we're coming from Corrali, and we're kind of on a double mission, sort of. Sure. Uh, we we came to Hearth to go to Lake Caldia originally, but we got lost and found our way in uh, Hearthwood, and then we she, figured, we're here, might as well make some cash. She's super tempted to just cast Invisibility and then run off, but she looks at them and she feels bad because she... Doesn't want, um, she doesn't want Robert to be disappointed if they don't succeed. She looks at them and she goes, okay, um, I have a map to Lake Caldia. You can, you can come with me. Make a, make a persuasion check. I don't, don't want them to come with me, so she's not trying to persuade them. She's just giving them a reason, like, she's just offering. Okay. I mean, I'll roll, but... Like, she really doesn't care if they don't come. Yeah, it's three. It's like, well, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And he gets he gets the vibe that you don't really want to do it. So it's like, all right, let's let's go. Cool. And we all, right. all sort of kind of... She, she mostly just and... doesn't want them to find out she's the princess because she's afraid they'll rob her. Mm-hmm. Like, the longer she spends around people she doesn't know, the longer they might... The, the easier it might be for them to find out. Um. So I guess she's going to walk... Towards the the, can I can I just roll Arcana to see if I know what could have caused this burning? Like what if they left any sort of anything behind to kind of give them away? The mercenaries, well, or whoever just burnt the town. this town down. And right. Yeah. Make is animating check. these zombies. Make an Arcana and then an insight check. Oh, that's really good, Arcana. So that's a 19 for Arcana, and then you said Insight? Yes. And that's a 15 Insight. Alright, so... Finally, rolling good. So, looking at the the magic that you sensed when you had cast Detect Magic at the beginning, um, you noticed that, again, it was a lot of necromantic, bad vibe magic. And you remember back to when you joined your parents at the dinner table, they were mentioning something about a uh, village full of squatters. And Clary sort of deduces that squatters got in a bit of a scrap over who was there first. And one thing led to another. One of them was probably some sort of... like a death wizard or something. A death clear? Yeah, so, something al- something aligned with necrotic energy, and okay. one thing led to another, and they uh, squatter scrapped. Okay, well, she keeps that to herself. <laughs> and she's going to walk towards the, the, I don't know, the direction. I'm going to look at the map and head towards, like, Chaldea All right. on the map. You you continue along Is it still the light road. out? It's about, it's about noon now. Okay. You're doing pretty good for daylight. Okay. Um, yeah, so you guys keep heading along the road to what was your guys's mission again what what was your mission yeah so again we were on we were on a bit of a double mission we were sent from corallium originally by uh king viathun and you recognize uh king viathun fathom who is the sort of monarch of corallium 
uh, like you've heard the name before. Mm. It's like he he basically gave us a letter and said, "Hey, deliver this to uh, this spot here. I can't tell you where it is. You're gonna have to figure that out on your own when you get there." And like, can I roll inside? Yeah. Let's see if I know. Nineteen. And what are you looking to know? If I can. Maybe if he's holding the letter in a way that I can read something off of it, or like... You're looking at the letter, and it is... It's a sealed letter? Uh, you see, um... Yeah, all you see is Lake Chaldea kind of written on a sealed envelope. Gotcha. And having been around magic so much, you sense that there is like a binding spell on it. Mm. So he's like, yeah, he gave us this letter and he said, if you open it, I will know and it will kill all of you. So we we haven't opened it. Can I roll Arcana to see if I think that's true? Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Uh, Dirty 20. Yeah, you... You definitely pick up a sort of like trap binding spell okay, on I'm gonna... this. Hey, uh, yeah, just looking at that. Um, don't open it. It's like, yeah, we uh, we 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 kind of got that. Yeah, he's don't open it. Like, actually, yeah. don't open it. Like, you will you will die if you open it. Just mm. so you know, unless you want to die, which you know, maybe maybe see someone if you do. Uh, I know a guy in Hearthstone. Hearthstep. Hearthstep. No, I know a guy in the town. Uh-huh. Hearthwood. I know a guy in Hearthwood. And then she kind of like cringes a little bit because that gives away the fact that she lives in Hearthwood. Like, oh, you're from Hearthwood. No, I just visit a lot. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I have family there. <laughs> it's a town of tieflings. I'm a tiefling. So, <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, we didn't expect a, a, a tiefling population of this much, but. You know, yeah, well, surprise, when, surprise. when you're ostracized by a lot of the world, you kind of got to go to... That's true. You get it, you know, you creating your own kingdom, not always a bad idea. That's true. You know, uh, tieflings also do uh, relatively well in Coralium. It's a, it's a very vast sort of kingdom. Good to know, maybe. I will visit one day, and she continues <laughs> walking on forward. She's like, feels like she's given away too much. Uh, you say that you might go visit sometime, and you see... Uh, actually, make a make a perception check. God damn it! Not twenty. Not twenty. Yeah. So uh, after you say you might go visit sometime, you see Crass uh, behind you, sort of like fist pump the air. <laughs> uh, and then, like once he sees, once he thinks you've noticed, uh, sort of goes back to. <clears throat> She's gonna pretend not to have noticed. Gotcha. But she will wonder why he did that because she's oblivious. Um, but yeah, so. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm just gonna continue on forward. Um. And can I look at the map? Is there anything in between, like where I am now and Lake Caldium that I'm gonna run into, like just by looking at the map? Not really. So you're going. You're going along the 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 pretty much overgrown road and. You see that if you kept going straight, you'd eventually hit Corallium, actually, mm. like that border. So you hit a spot where you need to kind of hitchhike through the woods to get to Lake Caldia. But it just looks like wood, and then where you're headed. All right, I'm going to keep going. So you guys turn off the path and walk through the woods. Takes you a few more hours. It's around, I'd say, maybe 3, 4 p.m. at this point. Mm-hmm. And Are you guys all hungry? You have uh, rations? What to what to what do you eat as people? You see Cades kinda goes of the... Well, I I eat I eat krill. And you see he pulls out this or they sort of pull out this oh, what would you call this? Like a wicker sort of container. Yeah. Of she seaweed. she pulls out her rations and it's just like a piece of pizza in 
in like a paper bag and she's like, That sounds nice. <laughs> she's like starts to eat her pizza. They're all like, Oh, that's that's a good idea actually and they start sort of munching on their the rashes that they have. It smells does it smell like Robert used to smell, like that sort of raw fish. This smells like almost cuisine esque. Like they had like they had food. something like food. They had something really well prepared before oh, they came on the mission. That smells really good, guys. It's like, yeah, even though we were pretty much under threat of death by the king, he he sent us out with some some pretty did, some pretty good. Did y'all do something wrong that the king's making you do this? Or did you just work for him? You see, uh, Iram sort of looks around and says, "Well, we don't really we we work for whoever we're under contract for. We're, like we're you're a mercenary. Yeah, we're we're a group of mercenaries, and we've sort of you know taken up contracts, and we figured you know we uh-huh. might as well we haven't done a lot, and we figured sure. we get the best bet going from royalty. Yeah, you immediately you haven't done a lot, and you immediately are working for royalty. Well, it was available, and you know the king's court is pretty much open. It's actually really similar to your uh, sort I of. I don't come from there. I don't know what you're talking about. I come from elsewhere. Deception check. Damn it. That one. That one. That one. So, see, Iron looks at you and says, "All right, well, look, we we did literally just meet a few hours ago. So if you're if you feel like you need to keep things hidden, that's cool. That's I, cool. I'm I, sorry I, if I've been sharing too much. No, it's okay. I asked. Um, I'm just I don't know you people, so I just I just uh, you know I don't really want to share too much." You see, um, you see, Crass says, "Yeah, we get it. Um, again, yeah, we're we're short of an aspiring group, and we 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 were just looking for a head start. You know, somewhere like Coralium, there's so many other mercenary groups. You know, if we go straight to royalty, then we might have a real shot. And you know, unless then, yeah, uh, was it a few weeks? We end up working for two. So gotcha. we're doing good. Yeah." See the other sort of nod, like, yeah, we are doing I, a little bit. I hope you guys don't think that I'm... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think, I hope you guys don't think that I'm, like, being rude or anything. I'm just, I'm just a, ca- I'm just a very cautious person. Yeah. Uh, you see, Malia sort of looks at him and says, well, yes, of course you're being cautious. Like, yeah. we, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't expect anything else from somebody Ooh. alone. Yeah. Out here. <laughs> Alright. I'm just gonna keep going towards Chaldeum. Sort of fall into a silence. And or not Chaldeum. Lake Chaldea. Chaldea. Or Chaldea, whichever one you prefer. Okay. So you're walking towards, like, <laughs> Chaldea. And. What if I prefer Chaldea? Whichever you want. Alright, well, he just did a, like, a weighing motion with his arms. So you guys keep heading towards. Uh, about another hour passes by, starting, starting to look like it might get close to sunset, and. You notice that uh, the others behind you are starting to, like, you're sort of sweating a little bit, like the temperature is starting to rise, but the ones behind you are really struggling. Why is the temperature rising? Can I roll insight? Make a a nature check, I guess. Uh, That's only a nine. Nine. Uh, you know that all around Hearth it is a very warm kingdom, and there's a few volcanic spots. Oh, I so you understand. Think, so you think you might be getting close to uh, a volcano off in the distance or something? There's no way I can help them, unfortunately. I don't have anything. No. Uh, you see that they start uh, handing around this, like, sort of enchanted-looking, like, ice 
water. You guys good? You guys good? Um, you see Cades and all of them are really like huffing and sweating. Like, yeah, we are, we are okay. We don't do well in the heat, especially out of water. Uh, is there any water nearby? You don't pick up any water. Um, it's just, it's just the lake. You, Hearth isn't well known for its rivers or like water passages. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's pretty volcanic. Okay, um, well, if you guys want to keep going. They're like, oh yeah, we, we, again, we, we, we need a good name as, as adventurers, so we are going to well, don't do continue it till, forward. Don't do it till you, don't kill yourselves. Like, it's like, oh, we, we won't, probably. Oh, and okay. they keep sort of trudging on behind you. And she, she gets a little worried, um, but she's going to keep going. I'm, I, do you guys mind if I walk behind you? I just, uh, I, I need to write something in my journal. Go, yeah. So I'm just going to follow behind. And she's going to walk behind just to keep an eye on them. So she doesn't, like, miss one of them collapsing or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you keep walking. You see, um, you see, uh, Crass sort of, like, struggling, but then you see Malleus and Cade sort of come up behind him and give him a hand, and... Can, I'm gonna use... I'm gonna cast Mage Hand and kind of help carry him with that as well. Yep, so it's not... Again, Mage Hand can only do about five pounds, but Yeah, it's, so I'm it's only taking, like, like five of pounds off of them, but... Pumping him off, and, uh, you see... Uh, make a perception check. Okay. Um... It's a four. Four? Okay. I'm changing this die. Garbage. Garbage die. You were uh, rolling. You know what? You roll bad as the player. <laughs> yeah, you roll really bad as the player, and you see, Crass sort of looks over uh, and kind of like gives you a nod in between like huffs of breath, and you guys start to see the the area around you start to change. So again, the temperature is rising and rising as you keep going. You're definitely headed in the right oh, direction. Oh, I have to roll. Oh, because you did mage hand. Yeah. Gotcha. It's a one 13, or a two. Thirteen. Thirteen. Right. One through three now. Um. The temperature is getting hotter, and you start to see that a lot of the trees around here are dead. Like, dead and charred, as if there was, like, a forest fire or something. More burning. And you see these dead trees go on for a while, until eventually you see mm. other trees. Like, there, there was the forest that you were walking through, which is the common forest that you're used to, and mm-hmm. then there was this expanse of dead, burnt uh, tree remnants. And then you see... Can I roll insight to see if these are what can you describe the trees that i'm about to see the the trees that you're walking around are that you're starting to um walk through are ones that you have never seen before can i roll arcana to see if these are trian sure um 13 so you don't think that they're treants but they are definitely something a little extraordinary Okay, um, when gonna, it comes to trees. I'm gonna tell everybody, uh, don't walk too close to the tree. And you see that, um, yeah, so, uh, Iram's sort of walking through the trees, and he gets close to one, and you see that his, uh, his, like, uh, water genasi skin starts to boil when he gets close to one, and he's like, ah, yeah, gotcha. Get away from the trees. These trees, the bark is pitch black. It almost looks like coal, and the leaves range from red to orange, and it almost looks like they're alive with fire. They aren't treants, though. No, they have evolved to withstand the heat. Okay, uh... Yeah, you keep walking, and eventually it is sweltering, and... Oh, wait, give me a second. Um... Okay. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Okay. 
Yeah, so you keep walking, and you see that underneath, um, like underneath your feet as you walk, it goes from, before it was grass, and then it was like charred dirt, and now it's getting into different sorts of volcanic rock, like graphite, diorite. Does the ground burn to them? Uh, you see that they start to walk a little lighter, um... But then um, Iram sort of throws a hand around and, oh no, not a hand. He takes the enchanted looking bottle, uh, sort of like da- like dashes it on the sole of his boot and seems to be walking a little better. They all do that and they seem fine. It's oh. just heat that yeah. they're dealing with. I can't help them. No. Um, but looks like they're trudging through. They're doing pretty good. So it's it's completely gone to this sort of like, living fire trees and this volcanic rock floor. Are we still near the trees? Oh yeah, it's like a whole forest you're walking through. Can I stab one with a dagger? If you want. Yeah. Make an attack roll. Um, oh, I'm proficient with daggers. Fifteen? Fifteen, yep. Yeah. You jam your dagger into one of them, and you see that like, you feel the waves of heat coming off of the trees. You see that the metal on your dagger starts to glow, sort of, as if it's being like superheated from the okay, trees I rip inside, it out. And it Cools down. A little bit of, like, no that multicolored... From, no bit. reaction from the tree, though? Nope. Right, you see cause... a little bit of, like, what almost looks like molten lava sort of seeping out as, like, right. a sap. Alright, everybody, don't stab the trees. They sort of look back at you, like, whoa. And they look back, and my dagger's just, like, bright red. Like, yeah, didn't plan to. Okay. And eventually, you come out to where the trees clear. Oh. And roiling waves of heat coming from a large expanse of uh boiling water you've made it to lake chaldea it is boiling it is boiling water there's a bit of a gap between like the end of the trees and the beginning of why would robert send them out to lake chaldea it was boiling what an asshole (laughs) that's so Um, mean these are fish people and he was like gotta go uh boil some fish um you see, uh, Irem sort of shares that thought. It's like, why is someone can, like us Can I roll insight here? to see why Robert would fucking do that? Yeah. Eight. You got no clue. You think that these people were looking for a job and, uh, no, Robert wasn't the one that sent them here. It was King Viathun. Make an insight check. Make another one. Uh, eleven. Eleven? You remember vaguely, uh, Robert, when presenting you with the map, saying that your parents had made a sort of pilgrimage to this person and you get the feeling that this is something that's normal for royalty so you think that king viathun was sending a message ahead of maybe his pilgrimage there gotcha and that's what that letter is oh i understand now yeah so Um, robert didn't send him there okay uh king viathun was like oh people don't want to go uh do a job for me all right do this. Um, yeah. So you see that they sort of like, uh, sort of spray the hot uh, volcanic rock with some of that, with some of their enchanted anything? water, and you see that it sort of makes a spot where they can sort of sit down, yeah, almost. And you kind of feel like cold, like almost sea breeze air coming from that spot. Okay. And you see they plop down and like, ha. Huh. Okay, this is this is a little better. Oh God, it's hot. Um, and yeah, so make, actually make an arcana check. And then make a, make an investigate check. Um, okay. Arcana is 14. Investigate 
is 14. You look around, you see Iram looking around as well. Neither of you see or have seen on your way here a house or anywhere that would indicate that somebody lives here. They're not under that fucking water, are they? Can I touch you... the water to see if it hurts me? You touch the water, and you are resistant to the water, but it is still boiling. Yeah. Um, oh. you take... Thanks, Mom. You take one point of damage. Alright, that was 133. Um, but yeah, so you, uh, you and Iram are both confused, and Iram speaks up and says, it's, there's, there's no one here. You making that arcana check, um, you, uh, you touch the water, and then through your mind, all you hear is... I hate that. Oh, I hate that. Oh, you know and what, Miles? Do you know what? what? I don't like that. You don't Please, like that? No. So with the arcana Can I roll check, to have you never do that again? Roll with disadvantage. It's a fucking seven. Roll with disadvantage. It's a seven. Alright. <laughs> well, Alright, maybe. I, I don't know. I hate you. And so with that arcana check, you would touch the water. You get that message through your head. Does anybody and... else hear it? I look around. Did you guys hear that? Like, you're what? The, the boiling lake? Yeah, it's absolutely sizzling. Oh. Uh, you don't think they heard it. You think it was what the something for you. And Can I? So yeah, with the Arcana check, let's get through that. Okay. With the Arcana check and that voice, there is immense, not only like roiling waves of heat, you mm-hmm. feel immense waves of like otherworldly magic coming from this lake. And you feel like it gets stronger near the center. Near the center? Like somewhere deep within the lake is where that voice came from. Can I cast Message, um, which is a range of 120 feet? You point your finger towards a creature within range and whisper a message. The target, and only the target, hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. You can cast this spell through solid objects if you are familiar with the target. And no, it is beyond the barrier. What's the what's the range? One twenty. One twenty. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's cantrip, so it doesn't matter. Um, I'm just gonna point at the center and say, um, or like where I think that, like because it's deep, obviously, I'm gonna point like where I think the bottom center of the lake is. Okay, like the like the center of the lake bed. Yeah. Okay. And in a message, target hears the message, and only the target. Okay, so they're not going to hear this, but I'm going to say, My name is Princess Clary Orum, and I am here to speak to the counselor. Please, how do I get... How? Please, help. I, I, it's really hot up here, and I've got some fish people that also want to talk to him, and they got a letter. So if you could just, like, open the door. Almost seeming to come from uh, the lake... Join me at the bottom of Lake Caldia, and I shall be your counselor. I can't. I'm gonna message again. I, it's boiling. It, I I can't go in the lake. Uh, all you get back as a return message is finish the pilgrimage. What the fuck does that mean? Can I roll inside to see if I know what the fuck that means? Yep. It's another seven. Roll with advantage. Okay, that's a 14. You're looking at the water, and you look back at your finger that you touched the water with. It didn't, it hurt, but it didn't feel like it was going to kill you. Yeah, it took damage, though, so it would if I did, if I went in there. Looking at Lake Caldia, it's not a very big 
lake. So how deep can it really be? Finish the pilgrimage. You think that to get to where this person They'll is, die, though. To get to where you need to go, you think you're going to have to swim. And okay, guys. Um, I don't know if you guys want to do this, but uh, we have to go into the lake. See all of them, like, stop, look at you, look at the lake, and look at Iram. And Iram's like, you mean swim? We have to. You think any of us can swim in that? We... We're can I roll insight? Can I roll insight to see if it'll kill them? Uh, yeah. Make an insight check with advantage. Okay, that's fourteen. It's a uh, uh, an eleven. That like would fry them in seconds. Yeah, you guys can't go. It's gonna kill you. I'm gonna cast Mage Hand and put put the Mage Hand out in front of Iridum and say, "Give me your letter, and I will deliver it for you." Yeah, they're all in that little area that they've kind of cooled off with their water. And you see Iram say, I promise. You can trust me. This isn't only putting a letter from the king in your hands. This is our reputation. My name is Princess Clary Aram, and I take my hood off. I'm a yellow tiefling. Have you not heard of the princess? She's yellow. She's me. I'm the only yellow tiefling in existence. Give me your letter, and we roll persuasion. Oh, that's really good, actually. Oh my god, that's a dirty 20. Give me your letter. You see Iram just like, ah. Give me the damn letter! <laughs> and then you see him just sort of drop the letter into the mage hand. And the mage hand closes airtight so that it won't get wet okay. when I go into the lake with it. Make it our kind of check. That one. Okay. You don't sense any other... Uh, ma make an insight check. Fuck you! You don't sense any danger! You would think it's fine to go into this mm -hmm. lake of doom. Um, and our, what is it? Arcana? Yeah. 14. I keep fucking rolling our 11s. Insight. Oh, insight. 14. Um, you don't see... If the king... If King Viathun knew that this was a lake, he would make it waterproof. Or even fireproof, if it's in a volcanic region. Okay, I'm still gonna make it airtight in the mage hand. Alright. You see Iron look over and say, again, we never speak of this. As far as anybody's concerned, as far as King Viathun is concerned, we did this part of the journey. We, we got to the person that we needed to talk to. You got again, to... this is our reputation. I'm gonna look at them, look at him in the eyes, and say, you got to meet. And then she's gonna dive into the lake and swim to the bottom. Alright. So what we're going to do... Is die, probably. Is it really hot? Is it hurting me? You are resistant, which means you only take half damage. Oh, fuck's sake. But it is going to take ten rounds worth to make it to the what? bottom of the oh lake. Oh my god, okay, that's a lot, everybody. I'm going to Oh, I cast Mage Hand. I should. I need to roll a d20. Oh, right, right, right. That's a ten. On top of it that so I So one, two, three, or four. One, two, three, or four. Have I cast another spell in between? I don't think I did. No, you you did it for the Mage Hand when you were helping... Uh, I cast Message. I cast Message as well. You did. Want to do it again? It's a four. Four. So as I dive into the... What happens is I what do they fucking see? Oh no. Uh, you gotta roll uh D ten and a D one hundred. Um 
Everybody, <laughs> can you imagine? You are instantly impervious to all damage. <laughs> um, that's a 24. 24? Yeah. Your skin turns a vibrant shade of blue. A remove curse spell can affect, can end this effect. It, I'm permanently blue? He's not You're gonna... actually green right now. He's not going to believe that I'm the princess if I'm a green tiefling. Oh no, uh, she, she starts, does she, she's like swimming and she notices... You see, you start turning green amidst the boiling water, and you see Iron Shadow like, Are you okay? You're, you're looking a little, well, green. What the hell? I'm gonna um, cast, point at him, cast message, and say, I'm fine! You s- get to somewhere that isn't gonna kill you. And then she- Roll uh, magic again, if you did message. I did 15. 15, alright. So one or two. Yep. Alright. So I am going to roll- Ten I'm rounds green worth of damage. I hate being green. I don't wanna. It's not easy. Miles, you can't just talk like Kermit the Frog on our podcast. He's doing math. I don't have remove curse. More. All right. So, in total, Claire is going to take. Uh, 22 points of damage. Halved? Or is that halved? That is halved. Holy shit. Um, so, okay, 3 minus 2, 8 minus 2, 116 health. Alright. Or, sorry, uh, I'm on less than that. I'm on 11. <laughs> 33 minus 22 is 11, right? 33 minus... 22. 33 minus 22 is 11. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... I get to the bottom, then? You... Again, is there anything on my way to the bottom? You're swimming through. You feel like you are alone in this roiling lake of I hate that. water. She's gonna say in the water, <laughs> And you are, again, you are resistant but not immune, so it is starting to singe your body. Yeah. And you start to feel like you have to close your eyes and just feel that you're making your way towards the bottom, hmm. and then eventually your hand, uh, Clary's hand, feels like it brushes against something hard. Okay, I'm gonna feel around the bottom. So you're feeling around the bottom, and you start to hear this really low rumbling. Stop, I hate it. I'm scared. And... <laughs> He's smiling like a maniac. <laughs> and you... No! Sorry. You realize... Clary starts to feel that, again, she's technically upside down, sort of feeling yes. the bed. And then you start to feel, again, with this low rumbling happening, yeah. you see, you feel that your body is starting to upright itself, almost. Mm -hmm. And then from your point of contact, there is a loud, like, like an unimaginably loud, almost like an implosion sound. But then water starts to uh, whip past you in every direction. Water is being sent back. All you can do is feel it. It is... It is, She's like panicking really badly. It is pitch black. Is it as pushing this. me? You're in place. You're staying in huh. place, but water is rushing past you, and you just hear it start to disappear into the distance no. until it's it is pitch black and dead quiet. I hate that. So is there still water? There's no water, but you almost feel like there's a sort of like low moonlight gravity affecting you. So it's like your hair is 
waving around. I'm I'm not I'm underwater without the wet. You're underwater without the water. Yeah. Um, but again, it feels like even if you were breathing in, you're still pretty much able to stay on the ground. Like so I on can the breathe? Lake bed. You can breathe. Okay. <gasps> Ow! You see that all around you... I'm not going to um, make it through another battle. Don't think about that. All around you are little, um, little flecks of embers that seem to appear from here and there, filling up this, like, uh, inky blackness. Yeah. And they start to appear everywhere. It's not enough to, like, give you a lot of light, but just enough to illuminate that you are inside of a giant uh, dome of an air bubble with, like, the roiling water on the outskirts. And inside are all these little... Am I alone? Uh, Can I roll perception? Make a perception and arcana check. Um, I'm also going to cast uh, Thaumaturgy to cause flames or flicker, brighten... I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to brighten the area with Thaumaturgy for one minute. So, can I roll with advantage if I do that? Um, yeah. Um, okay, it was a perception or insight? Uh, it was a perception Seven- and arcana. 17 for perception. Alright. It so, is a 5 for arcana. So with the perception, you you go to... So I'm lighting the area, sort of I'm like feel. waving my wand in a circle above me, and I'm lighting right. the area with Thaumaturgy. Uh, you go to throw the magic around, but you don't you don't see anything happening. There's no thaumaturgy like, isn't happening? You you're trying to cast it and there's some sort of like negating effect Can keeping I... you from casting something. Fuck, I don't have to spell magic. With the perception okay. you feel that there is a presence. So again, all these little embers are appearing here and there, disappearing at random. Okay. And I'm gonna I still have Mage Hand, like, following me, basically. Is it still active here, or did the letter um, just fall to the ground? Once all the water had rushed out, Mage Hand ended, and the letter kind of fell into your hand. Okay, so you're just holding I'm gonna out. chuck the letter into the middle of the circle and say, I've, I've got a letter for you. Uh, you chuck the letter near the center, and at the center is this little pile of coals. And you see that once you've actually said something the coals slowly start to glow uh, until uh, and you make your way over and you see that the coals start to kind of form a mouth i hate this as gibby personally this is scary to me i don't yeah gotcha it's okay so then you see um just don't like the mouth made bodiless entities you see that the the mouth made of coals sort of says welcome dear clary hi she Uh, like waves a little bit like kind of awkwardly like hey uh you uh you hear you hear the voice go you hear it sort of chuckle uh, and it says, "I would return the welcome if I could." You don't. You don't have a hand. Do you want me to cast Mage Hand so that you can pretend like you're waving at me? She goes to cast Mage Hand. She doesn't wait for a reply. Nothing happens. Why can't I cast my magic here? Is that Clary asking the question? Yeah. You see the coal mouth, uh, sort of say. Many have tried to cast their magic here. And as a self-defense... I don't have to roll magic surge for these, do I? No magic is really happening. Mm. This is sort of a defense mechanism I have set up for myself. Allow me to introduce myself. 
I am Embermouth. Stop fucking... Okay, pause. Pause. Team, put you on timeout. You named your guy, who was a mouth of embers, Embermouth? The Embermouth. The Embermouth. What did Robert say the counselor's name was? Didn't give him a name. Can I roll history? Sure. See if I know. Um, 15? Um, you remember as a kid, uh, your, again, when your, when your grandparents were in power, you remember that, or when your, when your grand, when your grandmother was in power, you remember her telling, uh, your father, Grati, that he's gonna have to make a trek soon to one of the warmer places in Chaldea, but you don't. You, that was a dismissive thing as a kid, and you never got a name for this. Mm. But this is, this is, you know that this is the thing that your parents and many other royalty have come to. You clearly know me. How do you know me? Uh, you see, it says, I am aware of all royalty that may come to me for, as you have guessed, a counselor of sorts. Cool, 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 cool. Could you, could you tell those fish people up there to get to safety? Because they're gonna burn to death because of your caldera of water. Uh, you see, the Embermouth goes, ah, yes. They they brought this letter. Yes. By themselves. King Viathun and his royal envoy. He, he, mm-hmm. He brought this letter to you. Um. Okay, you can't, you can't open it, though. You don't have hands. This um, was maybe an oversight on the. <laughs> this was maybe an oversight on the part of the king. Well, you see the letter there, um, and it had kind of fallen into the coals of the Embermouth, and um, so he eats it and reads it. You see something around it seems to like ignite, but then the letter is okay, and he says, "I would ask you to read the letter when we have concluded our meeting. It will be safe." Cool. Um, You're kind of scaring me, Mouthy. Can uh, I call you Mouthy? I don't like Mouthy. You like Mouth, Mr. Mouth? The Ember Mouth is fine. Or yeah. the Counselor. Okay, cool. So, Mr. Counselor, sir, um, <laughs> immediately ignores what he said. Mr. Counselor, sir, um, well, actually, if, it, if it's genderless, it wants to remain genderless. The Counselor person, um, I'm, do you know why I'm here? See, it's quiet for a second and then says, you wish to control yourself. Well, not really myself, my magic. Um, as you can see, and she points at her skin, I'm kind of green right now, and that's because I cast the spell earlier, and then it turned me green. This morning, I cast... Yesterday morning, I cast a spell, and it turned me bright as the sun. People couldn't look at me. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. My parents think I'm a disappointment, and they don't want to give me the throne, and I kind of don't blame them. And, hey, if you can't help me, I might just stay here with you and chill for the rest of eternity until I die. You see the Embermouth says... She, like, sits on the ground. She's very defeated. You almost hear the Embermouth sigh, sort of. Like a, like a kick of sparks comes up. You wish to control your... Magic. Yes, more than anything. See, it says, I have had an endless amount of royalty come to me, and I have granted them immense power 
immense knowledge. Knowledge, that's the one? Then let me share you. The only way to control magic is to ignore it. Magic by its own nature is chaotic and uncontrollable and dangerous. In essence, free energy. Think of it like this. The wizards and warlocks spend or trade their entire lives to grasp at shreds of magic and are often spoon-fed magical power to appease lords or further their minds as their lives become absorbed in its study or manipulation. The magic they have access to is so powerful because it has their undivided attention and efforts. If someone like you had a natural access to magic, the only way to control it, as I have said earlier, is to ignore it. It is possible to go your whole life avoiding the use of magic for fear of its power. But would that be a very fulfilling life, I wonder? Hiding away from something that is so naturally a part of you. Know that what you have is without a doubt a gift and a curse. The, the ability to feel magical freedom. To know what it means to wield unleashed and unhindered arcana. True, extraordinary freedom. And sometimes freedom comes with consequences. So, let me part with this question that I bequeath to you, dear Clary. Do you think it would be better to live in the wild embrace of freedom and regret a few things when your time comes, or to restrain a portion of your very being for the sake of absolute but unassured safety, reliability, and predictability? I can't... Are, are you saying that I, I'll never be able to control my magic? So why, See, says, why can my parents control theirs? I do not have eyes, but why are you yellow? Why is anything the way that it is? You can live your whole life and never cast magic again. And this controlling issue would never happen. But would a life without magic, when it is so innate to you, be worth living when the time comes to leave this world? And you see that the coals start to fade. Counselor. Counselor. Comes back up a little bit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does the letter say? It says, why don't you read it? Are you going to throw me? No, wait, but sir, sir, sir. No, you see that some of the embers have, like, kind of clung to you, and it gives you a little more light. And the letter is there. Uh, I just want to also tell him, is there any way you could cool this water down? Because I'm going to die if I have to swim back up in this hot water. I'm just, I'm just straight up going to die. I can use Misty Step, but then I think, I think I'm just going to die. First, it has to be difficult to get here. Otherwise, it's not much of a pilgrimage. Okay. It can, does it have to be difficult to go home? Leave getting out of here up to me. Okay. Just please don't let me die. And then I'm going to read the letter. What does it say? You read the letter, and it says, Clary, come back up. What the fuck? Uh, you see that the coals no! uh, fade, and the embers, like all the embers that have been appearing and disappearing, Counselor! All, they all come up to you. The water rushes back, and in a flash of blinding light... <gasps> I'm gonna hold my breath. <laughs> you appear back on the 
the sort of lake bank. I'm going to um, unsheath my daggers and prepare to attack something if I need to. So yeah, you you reappear, um, daggers at the ready, and you see that Iram and the group are all, like, standing and looking at you. What the fuck? Uh, You see Iram steps forward and says, I have not been very truthful. No, I know. I am King Viathun. Huh? This is my royal envoy. Huh? Cades and Malleus. What the? And my son, Pystris. And you see that the one who you thought was crass sort of, like, kind of looks down, looks up at you, like, waves a little bit, and then, like, doesn't look at you again. Okay, um, you better get to explain it, Kingy, because I've got daggers. And she, like, she, like, makes an angry face, like, trying to be intimidating. I've also got the knowledge of the counselor, and he gave me much knowledge. Um, can I roll, can says, can I roll deception? Uh, roll deception. Well, that's actually pretty good. Um, that's a... Oh, you had, you had seven- fully healed, by the way. Oh. I'm a, it's a 17. 17 for deception? Yeah, to tell him, basically, to to basically, le- like, try to convince him that I, the counselor told me something that, like, about him or about their envoy. Uh, yeah, you see, you see King Viathan look at you and say, oh, I don't doubt it. Mm-hmm. I bet he was... Or it was very insightful. What the hell are you doing? I have come to try to, in a way, conjoin the kingdoms of Coralium and Hearth. No. No. Well, why would I say yes? And also, that's not my decision. So why the hell are you here? We figured that splitting up the royal family to some degree would give us a bit of an advantage to doing that. And this isn't this isn't a hostile takeover. This is this is a hoping for the best, preparing for the worst sort of thing. Oh, I see. Do you? You're scared for when I take over. Make an insight check. Yeah, I nailed it, didn't I? A seven. Did I nail it though? Can I roll with advantage if I got close? It was a seven? Yeah. Did I get close to what he's saying? Uh uh sorry, just a sec. I, I completely blanked. Okay. Um He he's talking about like kind of merging the kingdoms and I'm assuming that that means that he knows that I have wild magic and that when I take over he's just afraid that I'm going to fuck everything up. So um, is I'm I wanted to use insight to kind of see if I'm right. I mean sort of like he sort of like quirked his lip in a way that made you think that you're on the right track. Hmm. Um and yeah, he sort of looks at you and make a Make a perception check. That one. That one. Um, oh, fuck. You see Vithun uh, kind of look at you and say, Well, I've certainly seen what you are capable of. Surviving a trip to the Embermouth is no small feat. Sure, I'm but... I'm not even sure I could survive something like that. Yeah, you couldn't. Probably couldn't. Listen, Vithun. That is your real name? It, it's my real name. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Make an insight check. <laughs> Fifteen. I mean, he was going under uh, an alias already, Iram. So you think that him announcing himself as King Viathun is, you know, that's King Viathun. Viathun Fathom. I believe him? Yeah. Okay. Kingy, can I call you Kingy? I'm gonna not call you that because it feels silly coming out of my mouth. It sounds silly coming out of your mouth. Thank you. All I need from you is one thing. I need you to come meet us at the castle. Why? So we can come to an accord there. Why? Why do you? Why me? 
How did you know I was coming here? Well, uh, oh, Robert, Bob Arch, should Robert. I say. Robert! And he says, ah, you figured it out. Yes, Robert, the surprisingly helpful bard has, uh, woven quite a tale and, uh, helped us out quite a lot in not only meeting up with you, but separating you from your family. You burnt that village down. We didn't do anything to that village. That... That just happened to fit into Robert's plan. Robert's plan? Yes, Robert was scouting the area and made note of the made note of the village and thought that would be a good place for us to officially meet. Why did once he Ro- gave you the map. Why did Robert want me to meet you? What the hell is going on? Again, we Explain or you'll have to try to explain with a dagger in your throat. Explain. Make another Arcana check with advantage. Oh. Um, that's a ten. Ten? You're looking at them, and you're looking also. You're looking at Viathun, and you're also looking at um Malleus Cades and uh, Pystris. And you don't know if it's a trick of your eyes, but you see them like flicker for a second. They're not there. Uh, and King Viathun. You're again, alone here, aren't you? You're the one that's alone, actually. And he, what I meant to say was they all seem to be flickering a little bit. And he says, again, the only thing you need to do... I chuck a dagger at him. Goes right through. Shit. Uh, and he says, meet me at the castle and we can... My castle? Come back to Hardstep and we can either finish this or end this. And you see that all of them disappear. Um, I'm going to dive back into the water. You're going... I'm going back to... Embermouth. So, can right. I get back to him? Um, yeah, let's say you take another uh, 25 points of damage. So, whatever that is. Um, 8 minus 5 is 3, so I'm on... 13? Yeah, so you make it back to the bottom. <laughs> uh, water goes back, embers come in, and... Embermouth! And Embermouth comes up, and he says, Yes, dear Clary. Teleport me back to Hearthstep. See the Embermouth pauses my parents, for a second. My parents are in danger. Says, yes, I am well aware. You're well aware? What do you mean you're well aware? I check a dagger at him. <laughs> I go and I go and awkwardly pick it up. Tell me what you mean. You think something as primordial and ethereal and powerful as I am is not aware of the vast surroundings of the mortal plane? Gotcha. Okay, cool. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you warn my parents? If you're so vast and immortal, why don't you just like send him a send him a letter with a pigeon? Pigeons would probably die here, but you know, send him a letter. Why didn't you ask? Why didn't I ask? What do you mean why didn't I ask? I asked you about my magic. I do not tell people things they do not ask for. Oh, do you not? And she like walks around in a circle with her hands thrown up in the air. <laughs> Because it's one of those fucking things where, like, right. someone's like, I have this information, but you didn't ask for it. All right, Embermouth, teleport me back to my parents, and I will come back with a tasty log of wood for you next time. I like your wood. Okay, I will bring you your wood. All right. I cannot teleport you back into... Oh, house. my God. <laughs> she, like, <laughs> puts her hands in her, her head in her hands. For somebody that I... Almost pitied. You are spoiled. I'm not spoiled. I'm pissed. Says, I can take you to the forefront of Hearthwood. 
Oh. That is as close as I can get you. Why? That'd be like outside of the town. Why can't you get me inside my room at the castle? What's the difference? With any given kingdom, oh, with good protection, there are magical field. barriers. Gotcha. All right. I'll I'll take you want a piece of I'll give you some Yule World if you get me back to my house, please. Or to town. Deal. And again, <laughs> um water rushes back in, uh Embermouth disappears, embers come in. You Do I heal? You do heal. Nice. Um Lamel, back to thirty eight. And in a flash of magic you find yourself it is somehow midnight. And you you find yourself at the front of uh the of the town of Hearthwood. Gotcha. Uh you walk through town, you see Hearthstep like dead ahead. Mm-hmm. Um and you're walking through. Uh you notice that nobody is on the streets. Um but mm. you do see a few people, like a few of the townsfolk, sort of peek their heads out of doorways and windows. I'm just going to walk confidently down the middle of the road, straight to the castle. Uh, you see some of the people looking out, sort of saying, It's the princess! What's the princess? Maybe maybe we'll be okay! And you make it to the castle, and you see that... Uh, Am I still fucking green? Or uh, did he cure me? <laughs> you're not nice. green anymore. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Lumbermel! In your pure... Yellow glory. So I'm. I'm gonna say she's like so mad that like she's like walking and there's like fire coming out of her hands and like yeah like she's like the wild magic that you've known since birth is like crackling around violent spiraling around yeah. Uh, you approach the castle and you're making it over the you're making it into the royal hall or like Mm -hmm. the main court. And you see all of the the guards are lined up. They aren't looking at you, and they're standing stock still, but shaking, almost as if it is against their will that they are at attention. And you look around, this is all of the town guard. If anybody else came into uh, Hearthwood right now, it would be completely defenseless. And you make your way further in, and you are in the... In the royal courtroom now. You see Cades and Malleus Can standing. I prepare an action? So if we go into initiative, can I just do something? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say what it is for the dramatic effect for the audience. Right. But. Yeah, you see Cades and Malleus sort of at attention on either side of the throne. Uh, of the thrones. Mm. Pystris is sort of standing off to the side. And King Viathun is uh, standing directly in front of the thrones. And you see Robert, who's uh, sort of like got a hand uh, pointed at your parents. King Grati and Queen Copiosa are are sat white knuckled in the thrones, and your father's head is sort of like lulling from side to side. There's just like blood oozing out of his nose Mm. and you see that um your mother again just so much blood coming out of the nose all over her mouth chin and uh like royal gown okay but she is like staring straight ahead like still sort of like unbalanced but like looking at you and it looks like she's straining to say something uh, and you see that robert looks down at you and says oh took you long enough to get here you Welcome shut back. up. You shut up. Oh. You shut up, Robert. Somebody's not happy. Why would I be happy, Robert? Oh, well, maybe it's because I've uh, told a lie or two. So uh, let me let me let me give you a bit of truth. Where's Gertrude? She in the room? Um, 
Yes, she is uh, knelt down by the thrones again, like ab- like absolutely okay. shaking with um, a little bit of blood coming her, which, out. Which one? Pisces was the one that um, couldn't couldn't stand by himself in the heat. Uh, Pistress. Pistress. Yeah. I'm gonna cast message at him and say, "You don't really want to do this, do you?" You see that he sort of like glances up briefly, but obviously hears your message and sends one back real quick that says. What do you think I can do about it? You do a lot more than just stand there. You've seen what I can do. Do you really think that you're walking out of here alive if you're not on my side? You can tell that he hears that, but again, doesn't really look. And you see Robert speaks up again and says, Allow me to uh, reintroduce myself. I snap and go invisible. <laughs> All right. Can I roll intimidate? So to kind of spook them? Uh, roll an intimidation check. Actually, and also, uh, make an opposed arcana check. Okay, so I'll roll intimidation first. Oh, fuck yeah, bitch. That is, um, that's a 19. A 19. Yeah, and then opposed arcana. <sighs> Eight. Alright, so you, you go invisible to, you know, some degree, and, um... Oh, roll for wild magic. Seventeen. Seventeen. All right. One, two, three. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So you turn invisible, and um, you see that uh, from your invisible state, Robert has um changed. Turns out Robert is also a water genasi, modeled after a blobfish. Oh God, you're so mean. What actual name is Bob? And it's nice to meet you, Princess Clary. Is he, like, looking where I was, but I, I've, like, moved to the side? Uh, he and King Viathun are looking directly at you. Uh, Bob says, Now, you might be wondering, what's wrong with your dear parents? I know what's wrong with them. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Explain it to me. Command. What's command? It's a spell. You can command creatures to do whatever you want. Um, yeah, Bob looks at you and says, Well, you're not far off. <clears throat> Ah, <laughs> uh, this is one that, uh, that Vyathun and I have actually worked on together. Mm. You see, what I'm doing is I'm sending, uh, psychic spikes into your parents' brains. And any time they try to move or talk, I send a few more of them just a little deeper. Right? And so, if they try to move anymore, they're going to take more damage. Oh, are they? Right, so, they can't try anything. Oh. And I'm in a position right now that if you try anything... I'll kill them. I'll kill both of them. And I think for the rest of it, I'm going to let Vyathun take the lead. I'm going to point at Pisces again. Pistress. Yeah, but subtly, so that they can't see it. Make a deception. Or a sleight of hand, sorry. I'm rolling like garbage today. Um, ten. Ten? Yeah. See Vyathun like... They're not paying attention to my hand. Python looks down at you and or looks down at you and then looks at uh Pistress, his son. Says, Oh, private conversation. Let's let's cut this to the wick. Can I say to Pistress um before anything? Because Pistress was the one that What? Oh, I understand. What's up? No, something just clicked in my head. What? As Clary, I got the impression that Pistress liked her. What are you saying now? Well, when he when he was, like, excited that she was going to go with them, it was a trap. So he was just happy she fell into the trap. Not Make an inside check. Now 20. Fucking finally! 
you think back over the short journey that you've had with this group, and specifically with uh, Crass or Pystris, mm-hmm. and you've noticed him looking at you quite a bit when you weren't really paying attention, but could catch it out of the corner of your eye. He's like fully flushed uh, red right now over in the corner. You you think that... Is he you know, a prince? Brought, he is the prince. Uh, prince Pystris Fathom. Okay. And you think that he's he's heard enough about you um, being both of you being royalty that you've surprised him and quite possibly made him fall in dangerous love with you. Gotcha. Uh, how do I word this? Um, I'm gonna say to him because I feel like he was like the kind of he w- you were portraying him as like kind of cute and goofy, right? Uh-huh. Okay, I feel like it's not far off that Clary would probably also like him, which is maybe why she noticed that he was acting that way. Um, so she's gonna point at him and message, "Do you really want to never know what could be?" Roll persuasion with advantage. Yeah, roll persuasion with advantage. Um, that's a dirty 20. Dirty 20. You see him perk the hell up and look at you, like, wide eyes, and then looks at his dad. And I'm just gonna also message, wait for my signal. Uh, you see he sends one back that says, don't, don't try anything. There are four of them and one of you just... Is he right behind Bob? Um, they're all sort of, like, dispersed around, but he's like, don't try anything. Just listen to what my dad has to say. I'm gonna try something, so... Don't try something! If you don't wanna help, I guess I won't tell you that I'm going for... I'm going he, uh... for Bob, so you should probably go for your dad. You said that he announces, or I'm going... Father, just say what you're going to say! And you see Viathun picks up and says, Right, let's get to it. All I ask is that we share this Conjoined monarchy of Coralium and Har. Why? Because you think I'm incapable? My people deserve to live in a place like this without... Your fish people! There's no fucking water here! Exactly. You see, he leans into that and says, You've noticed the few lakes that you have are roiling water. Volcanic caldiums. None of my people could survive there. And yet we love the mainland. We love coming to visit and adventure and travel. What if, say, you had some rivers or waterways or perhaps some submerged areas it's a where you could have... It's a volcanic mm. terrain, you... F- there could be more. How the hell do you think you're going to do that? And how the hell do you think Embermouth is going to allow you? It's like, oh, that pile of coals? It does nothing but talk and oh. evidently teleport things. Yeah. What do you think it can do? Well, evidently it's powerful enough to teleport me here. But not in the castle. I Strange pocket, isn't it? I didn't ask him to take me to the castle. Make a deception check. Oh, yeah, now I'm rolling good. Um, 14. Like, oh, you didn't? No, I asked him to take me to the outskirts of town so I could see if the fucking castle was on fire. Why would I teleport straight to a castle that is in danger? Hmm? See, nods a little bit. Says, again... My proposal is garbage. We, oh, well, then I guess that leaves us with the two options that I'm going to offer. You don't offer anything in my house. I, under a royal treaty... How close are they, just so I know? Uh, he's about 50 feet away. Uh, and Biathan picks up and says... I'm going to take a few steps forward. All right, you do that, and 
you see that um, the columns, like this sort of side columns that lead up to the uh, windows of the like the royal court mm-hmm. and then the main court floor, uh, you see that in between each column, there is a blast of light and uh, these barriers appear mm-hmm. the moment you take a step forward and it's just you and Viathun in the space. Uh, and Viathun... So I'm, can I cast outside the space? Well, just one second. Um, Viathun says, I, King Viathun, to you, Princess Clary Orum, challenge you to royal combat. If you win... I cast slow on him. Make a wisdom saving throw. She's like, all right, here we go. Uh, Roll initiative. He needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, That's a 14 for me. 14? Yeah. All right, Clary goes first. Well, obviously. But I did that before initiative, so will that count as part, will that count as my action? I will let you do that. Thank you. Okay, um, so he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. A wisdom saving throw? Yeah. And what does he need to beat? 14? 14. You said wisdom? Yeah. Uh, he just misses it. He just misses. His speed is half. He takes a minus two penalty to AC and dex saving throws. Um, and he can't use his reactions anymore. Can't use his reactions? No. Alright. For a minute. On its turn, it can use either an action or a bonus action. Not both. Regardless of the creature's ability or magic items, it can't make more than one melee or ranged attack during its turn. If the creature attempts to cast a spell with casting time of one action, roll a d20. On an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take effect until the creature's next turn, and the creature must use its action on that turn to complete the spell. If it can't, the spell is wasted. This is a really good spell. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'm going to give you that so, card so you can... Yeah, let me... Because t- you're going to have to use that every single time for up to a minute. So a minute is 10 rounds of combat, typically. Uh, also, roll for uh, uh, wild magic. Fuck. Four. It was a one, two, or three. One, two, or three. I rolled a four. All right, so you're up to one, two, three, four now. Fuck. Got close. You see, uh... I kind of wish it had happened so I could scare him. A slow spell hits him, and he's like, Oh, looks like we were both prepared. Uh, and you see that he throws his hand down and summons again that spectral sort of scythe, and it's now, like, crackling with, like, black energy. Okay, he has his scythe out. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to... So I still have my action, correct? Mm-hmm. What is Pisces doing? Or Pisel? Pistress? Pistress. He is... You can't really see past the barriers. Um, they're pretty, uh, like, opaque, I think mm-hmm. is the right word. Like, distorted. So it's like, you can't... There's nothing but you and Viathun in this space right now. How close is he to me? His... You said his movement is halved? Yeah. But how close, like... Uh, I'm gonna say he's, like, 30 feet. He's 30 feet? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Green Flame Blade and go straight up to him, because he's basically in slow motion, he can't do shit. As part of casting this spell, you must make a melee attack with a weapon against one creature within range. Otherwise, the spell fails. On a hit, the target suffers the attack's normal effects, and and green fire leaps from the target to a different creature of your choice that you can see within five feet of it. So, can I just say it leaps... Can I say it leaps to Robert? Um, make it a project. Uh, 13. You remember, um, you remember part of the royal family, uh, coming down from Grathus, the mountain mm-hmm. kingdom, uh, 
quite a few years ago, and this similar thing had happened where they had asked for a like a royal duel or something for control mm. of the land, and this courtroom had done the exact same thing it's doing now, where these barriers come up, okay. and you remember seeing from the other side like magic sort of like flashing up against it. You think that anything past these barriers will not be affected. You think this is pretty defensive. Short answer for your question, uh, you can hit Biathor, not Robert. Or Bob. Okay, then. I'm going to go 15 feet, so I'm going to go within 15 feet of Viathun. Okay. I'm going to cast Color Spray. I have to reach his hit point maximum to have him blinded. Oh, gotcha. So if you roll 60, 10, and you hit his hit point maximum, then he's blinded. Exactly. Gotcha. Oh, 60, 10? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. So I'm just going to roll one six times. 36 plus 8. 44. 44. You do not hit his hit point maximum. Uh, You throw, uh, like, a vast array of colors in his direction. Uh, Roll for uh, wild magic. Fuck me. Four. Four. All right. That fucking blue die I keep using keeps rolling a four. D10, D100. I don't want... Clary, Fun. Clary doesn't wanna give you one stuff. Uh, that's a forty-nine. Forty-nine. Let's go forty-nine. Please be something that damages everything around me. Please be something that damages everything. You can't speak for the next minute. Whenever you try, pink bubbles float out of your mouth. Do you have any somatic spells or verbal? Sorry. Some of them are only... Oh, shit. Oh, no. Can do minor illusion. Oh. Hold on, hold on. That one sucks. Hold on. I have an arcane focus, though. It's oh, a bad one. Yeah. I. So I can't speak, so I can't cast any verbal what? spells. So I can only cast minor illusion, which isn't going to do any... It doesn't do damage. But... It, can it be cast as a bonus action? Nope. Can't do Hellish Rebuke. Can't do Burning Hands. I can't do any of my damage. I have a quarter staff and two daggers. Alright. Um, I keep my mouth shut. Phyathun uh, looks up at you and says, Oh, tight mouthed, are we? How would he notice that? Well, if you just go... Um, she coughs a little and a bubble comes out. Ah, magic is a funny thing, isn't it? And is there anything else that Clary's going to do? She's trying to say, well, you, you're still slow, bitch. <laughs> Just a, a froth of pink oh, bubbles comes it. out. Okay, so wait. This seems really bad. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I'm going to just end my turn. That's it? Yep. So, uh, you said that you were in within 15 feet of him now? Uh-huh. All right. I need you to make a strength saving throw. Nat 20! Look! Oh! I rolled a nat 20. Oh my god, everybody! Clary's so fucking ready to take on this fish douchebag. Fish bag. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Clary... I'm gonna parry the shit out of him with my quarterstaff. Immediately losing ability to cast pretty much any magic. Um, Not any. I have some tricks up my sleeve. Alright. Uh, King Viathun takes a step forward with the one hand uh, grasping his, uh, 
spectral scythe. Um, the other hand, cra- like, completely covers with electricity. Mm-hmm. And then you see, like, he whips the ground a few times, and this, like, long, flexible arc of lightning starts to form. Mm-hmm. And he throws it at you. So uh, is that a spell? Uh, it's cantrip. If the creature attempts to cast a spell with a casting time of one action, roll a d20. On an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take effect until the creature's next turn. So you have to roll a d20. Uh, I mean, you rolled an at 20 anyways. I know, but... Uh, 12. On an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take effect until the creature's next turn, and the creature must use its action on that turn to complete the spell. If it can't, the spell is wasted. So he has to wait until his next turn to see if that spell actually follows through. Yeah. All right. So I'll get rid of my nat 20, because you were supposed to do that. Gotcha. But I did roll a nat 20. You did indeed. Sorry, sometimes we're a little bit clunky. Yeah. We're still pretty new to D&D to a certain extent. to, To, like, yeah. To some extent. The fine-tunement of it. Yeah. He has to do that on his next turn, and if he somehow can't, it's wasted. His spell slot is wasted, and he can't do it. Yeah, so you see that he was trying to make something happen, and then... It's taking way too long because he's yeah. in slow-mo. It just dissipated. Um. Well, no, it didn't dissipate. It's still happening just super slowly. Oh, gotcha. This, the spell's called slow. Yeah, so you're like you're seeing the arcs of lightning slowly come into like the forks and stuff. Gotcha. I'm going to uh, take my quarterstaff. I'm gonna smack him in the gills. Does he have gills? Yes. I'm gonna smack him in the gills. All right. Roll the hit. Five doesn't hit him, does it? No. The five does not hit King Viathun Fathom. Does even with a minus two to AC? Even with the minus two to AC. Just making sure that he's not... Okay, well, that's my turn. Alright, so he needs to roll a d20 again to see if his spell hits. Um, the spell must use its action on that turn to complete the spell. So I guess, yeah, now I have to roll to to oppose it. Yeah. Uh, what, what's my... What save is it? DC... No, 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 what's the, what's the stat? Uh, strength. Oh, okay, I don't make it, it's five. Five? Right. Coming in slow motion, but also lightning, um, Viathun hurls an arc, like a an electric whip at you, mm-hmm. and pulls you in uh, to within five feet of him. And you take... Oh, that was the wrong dice. There's another one before. You take... Four lightning damage. Owie, she says, and bubbles come out. I can't, I can't do a bubble noise. Four? Uh, yes. Uh, you see the Viathan says in really slow voice, um, let's see who's the more fit ruler. Not you, you're real slow. Cry cry. It's gonna take until his next turn for him to actually complete the cry. You see, like, the eyes turning red and just... Mm. Okay, I'm going to... Try to hit him with my quarterstaff. Make a make a an arcana check. Four, seven. Seven. Clary knows that she's in a bit of a pickle right now. Mm-hmm. She also goes back to what the Embermouth said about her ability to tap into like true freedom with her wild magic. Uh, the Embermouth mentioning that it is both a gift and a curse. 
Yeah, this is clearly a curse. You know that you can cast one spell. You also know that casting any spell means that there is a chance to trigger the wild magic, which could be good or bad. Gotcha. Okay, I'm going to cast Minor Illusion. Alright, roll for wild magic. And actually, if you're going to intentionally do it to try and trigger, roll with disadvantage. I'm going to make a Minor Illusion behind him of his son. Which one's his son? Pystris. Does he have a different, another one? That's it. What's the other person that was with There were two. There was Malleus and Cades. Who's Malleus? Malleus and Cades were uh, royal envoy, like guards, mm. I guess. We can't see outside of Serena? No. I'm going to pi- make an illusion of Pisces behind him uh, with a dagger in his throat, choking to death on his own blood. So he's going, the image and the sound of that... <laughs> happens for one minute the illusion ends if you dismiss it um if a creature uses action to examine the sound or image the creature can determine that it is an illusion with a successful intelligence investigation check against your spell save dc if the creature discerns the illusion for what it is the illusion becomes faint to the creature so for right now he hears and sees his son behind him choking to death with a dagger in his throat gotcha um oh what was that check that was wild magic? That was a wild magic check. Okay, so you told me to roll with disadvantage. In the situation that you're trying to cause one, I am going to rule. I don't know if I if I would normally be able how, to do this. How do I roll for disadvantage? You roll for disadvantage by rolling two. You take the lower of the two, which means you would be closer to actually enacting... Oh, so a roll... Did you roll two d20s? Yeah, I didn't get a one or a two. Okay. So that's one to three now? Okay, that's my turn to make him think that his son is behind him choking to death. And what was the check that he had to make? DC 14 intelligence save. Or intelligence, an investigate check. Which falls under intelligence? Yes. And it was a... 14, DC 14. Um, You see he looks, he like whips his head back and then sort of like laughs. He says, oh, you could still cast a little bit of magic, can't you? Truly talent. He is going to take a swing at you with the uh, spectral scythe. He has to roll. A, he has to get an eleven or higher, or he can't. He can't do it on an eleven or higher. That is a nineteen. So he can't do it on this turn. He has to do it on his next. Is it a spell? No. This is a spell that has been cast. That is now a weapon that he's using. It's not a spell that doesn't take effect. So he can do it. It's just. He can only do an action or a bonus action. And if this has two attacks, you can only do one. Yeah, so that was a 19. Uh, that uh, 19 hit. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, he's going that 19 out. was to save for this. Oh. Uh, an 18. Yeah, that hits. I'm gonna die. Uh, you take four points of damage. I'm on 30. I've done no damage to him. He uh, brings his scythe up and uh, scratches you right along your torso. I'm going to smack him with my quarterstaff. Alright. Fucking nat 20! Sorry. I'm just getting so revved up. So that's a crit! That is a crit. I so fucking roll crit. double damage. See, I rolled the, the blue die just to prove it. There you go. Um, Roll with advantage. Uh, roll double damage. Yep. So 2d8 plus, Hell yeah. plus 6. Plus 6. Well, so plus 3 and I do double damage. Oh shit. A seven and a six. Plus six? Yeah. You deal 19 points of damage. <laughs> yeah, I crit. 
Okay. Yeah, take that, you gill fuck. She says, and bubbles just come out. Um, yeah, so he, you see that Viathun feels really confident once he's, like, uh, Taking a hit at me. splashed you in the front. It's like, oh, you're not as strong as I thought. And just as he's about to finish that word, uh, brings, like, like, sort of an upwards roundhouse brings it back around, cracks him in the side of the head with the quarterstaff. Yeah. You see that uh, the tentacle, one of his uh, tentacle mustache is just like... Should have known he was now. Davy Jones. He was an evil tentacle man. Evil tentacle man. Evil tentacle man. Uh, yeah, so that sucked. Um, for you. For me. For, for you. No, I'm loving this. This is uh, bad for Vyathun, though. That would hurt. Make an insight check. Eight. Eight? Um, I keep rolling fives and fours and threes. You you see that um, Vyathun almost seems to be sweating a little bit. On edge. Um, can I, I mean, I can't do anything with that information. Can I... Is it his turn? It's his turn? Uh, yes. Okay. And he is going to... I need you to make a wisdom save. Oh, that's not good. Uh, five. Is it a spell? It is. He has to roll. Oh, shit. If he rolls an 11 or higher, it happens on his next turn and not this one. Damn it. Ten. It happens. An 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take effect until the creature's next turn. Okay, so it does happen. Yes. Gotcha. He's rolling too many dice. Everyone email Miles and tell him he's a uh, bad person. To that... Uh, Clary takes 16 points of damage. Uh, 30 minus 16 is 14. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna die. Uh, and you hear, um, sort of in, uh, and around you, um, you will never control it. Your parents are right. You will never be a monarch. I'm just gonna hit him with my quarterstaff again. Yeah. Hope I roll a d20. Or a nat 20. Oh, fuck. Eight. Nope. Right, and he's going to uh, try to hit you with him scythe again. Uh, is it 15 hit? Yeah. You take uh, five points of damage. Okay, nine on nine. Uh, I guess I'll just cast Minor Illusion again. How long does... It's it for one minute, right? Yeah, that's t that's ten rounds. How many rounds have we done so far? I don't know. So I'm gonna cast Minor Illusion. I'm gonna make it his son. Right. So I'm gonna try to make him think that his son is somehow casting a like a projection into the arena to beg him to take the force field down because Robert has turned. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. And and I'm just hoping that Pistris or what is Pistris? it? Pistris. Sorry, no Pistris. Um, I'm just hoping that Pistris is fucking taking Bob down. Right. Um, yeah, so that would be... He has to save, so it's a, an investigate check. Alright. So it's a DC 14 save. And it is Pistris, or the, the visage. Groveling at his feet, yeah. That, and do I add anything to that? It's an investigate. investigate. That is a 9. Okay. Um, so he sees Pistris at his feet, begging, saying, I found a way to cast my end, my way in to tell you that Bob has turned, he's turned, and he's killing us. Uh, Viathan turns around and says, wait, no, no, what, what, why he's would turned. he do that? He's turned, he's killing us. 
You see that um, Viathun basically turns away from you and goes to uh, one of the columns, like what between one of the columns in an absolute panic uh, to try and do Can, something. He can't get out either. I don't know. Make an insight check. 18 insight. I just kind of want to know what he's thinking. Well, I kind of want to know. So it's a 18 plus 3 is 21. I just kind of want to know, like... Is he look like he's fumbling for a way out? Like he doesn't know what to do? He you said got an 18 on the insight? I got a 21. 21. He is panicked. Um, Clara picks up on the Eldritch Blast back in the village and knows that Viathun is a warlock. Um, okay. She sees him go towards the... Go towards the wall and... From the way he's reacted and the way that you've seen other, like, royal challenges in the past go down in uh, Hearthstep, that these things can't. Somebody has to win and somebody has to lose in order for the walls to come down. I wish there was a way for me to... Mm. Oh, can, can I still affect the illusion? He failed the check, so sure. Uh, you have to let her win. She's not going to give up. She's not going to give up. This is going to take too long. She's gonna... And I'm going to make it fade away crackle out of out of existence make a persuasion check oh shit oh wait i have really good persuasion what's a seven plus six 13 yeah i don't know if that's yeah nope he uh he looks down at his son air quotations it's crackled away now right because it, it i wanted it to make it look like he died or that he was so close to death that his illusion faded Right. Um, you see Viathun, uh... Can I roll the advantage? <laughs> sure. Because he believed it? Yeah. Okay. That's a t- 24? 24? <laughs> it's um, a 19 plus 6. So 25, right? Yeah. 25. Uh, did you roll for, um... Wild uh, magic? magic? No. Uh, that's a 17. One through five now. One two. It's one two or three because my wild magic surge like reset when I yeah when I developed bubble mouth. Uh, bubble mouth. Uh, yeah. So you uh, make that um, vis- vision fade away. Like cra- crackle as if like it had been forcibly stopped. Right. Uh, you see uh, Viathun look at where his son was uh Pistress, no and you see him look straight up he's like give me time just give me give me a couple more moments let me try something um and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to say you're out of time by and then bubbles just come out but they're threatening bubbles you get an intimidation check with disadvantage um actually no straight roll straight roll it's a nine plus an 11? 11? You see, he whips his head or over. 9 plus 3. 12. He whips his head over at you. <laughs> I rescind! And you see, once he says he rescinds, the magical barriers between the columns begins to fade. And you see... Are we still in... Is that his action? Or no? That was his... Uh... He can't do bonus actions right now, or reactions. Okay. I guess it's just, he's just saying words, so. Uh, That was his action. Um, It is his turn. So, that was his action. Uh, You see the magical barriers fade. Is it my turn now? Um, It technically, 
He's rescinded, so... which means you've exited combat, but if you wanted to make an attack, you could. Okay, I'll just see what happens for now. Alright. Um, the, again, the force field fades, and you see Malleus, Cades, Pystris, Bob, uh, Grati and Copiosa, and Gertrude, um, all looking at the two of you in absolute shock, especially your, especially Bob, your mother, and your father. She is gonna laugh, but just bubbles come out. <laughs> <laughs> the pompous bubble. Yeah. The pompous bubble. Um. So yeah, you see Bob kind of look in, like absolutely shaking, and be like, "What, what, what, what happened?" He rescinded. <laughs> um. I'm gonna cast minor illusion, and it's gonna be me saying, "Can is that cheating?" You can do like a puppet of yourself on your hand. A minor illusion speaking object it could be you as a statue that speaks sure or something yeah um no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna yeah i'm just gonna let him explain so i'm just gonna sit here and laugh with my bubbles ha <laughs> um yeah so all uh, you're gonna need to roll for wild magic i'm not casting minor illusion oh you're not i'm not gonna okay i'll cast minor illusion on the ground just a smiley face just so I can roll wild magic. Alright. That's a 14. 14. So, one, two, three, four, four. Okay. So, yeah, you see, um, you see Viathun, like, kind of breathing heavily, looks up and sees Pystris perfectly fine, and Bob's staring at him, um, and looks back at you. And she's just smiling. And he says, What have you done? Uh, make an arcana check. Uh, nine. Nine? Yeah. Sort of faint right now, but then you and everybody else starts to feel something, and you see that, well, first you feel it. Um, uh, you see Viathun looking straight up, uh, Robert too. I'm gonna look straight up. And you see that, not the ceiling, but like where the ceiling is is slowly being pulled apart and by hands you just see it coming apart and as it gets wider and wider you see on the other side this like completely shrouded in uh again like that that uh that light consuming sort of blackness yeah um and then like Two bright oh, white eyes. It's his patron. Uh, looks well. It it is looking is it down ginormous? at all of you. You can't even begin to gauge the size of this thing. It's his patron. He's a warlock. And you see, uh, you see Viathun look up at it opening up. He's like, no, 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 no. She's gonna. Wave. I can take it back. She's, I can take it back. She's waving at it. She's blowing bubbles at it. Um, <laughs> does it wave back? It does not wave back. The only thing that you see in a moment is, again, this pitch black tentacle shoot down, pierces Viathun through the chest, and then curls over around him, and he is screaming the oh, whole time. Oh my god. Like, no, give me a chance. I can do something else. And uh, he is sucked 
back into the place that it opened up, and then you see this like immensely ginormous being sort of pivot its attention to Bob? uh Pistress. No. And says It's your turn to appease me. And then everything slowly starts to uh go back to before the scene like it starts to close again. She is Everybody is staring straight up, including including Bob. Can she stealth over to Pistress? Uh, or over to Bob? Make a stealth check with advantage. Uh, two tens. Eleven. Um, that's not very good. He's probably gonna notice. What's his passive perception? Passive perception is... Uh, what did you get? Eleven. Oh, maybe? So it's up to you whether or not you want him to notice. I'm gonna say that everybody is in absolute shock that you managed to uh, get up behind Bob before he's able to go, Huh? I'm gonna stab him through the heart with a dagger. Roll damage. Am I still... Uh, has a minute passed? A minute will have passed. Okay, um, can I cast... I'm gonna cast... Yeah, I think I'm just gonna stab... No, that's not gonna do a lot of damage. Um, I'm gonna do lightning lore, I think. Make, uh... Make an insight check. Five. I'm sorry, my dice are fucking cursed. Um, you have a... You have two very brief flashbacks. You kind of remember when you were fighting the zombies and how those kind of, like, went up in flames and then you look over at Pystris who was, like, white as a sheet of paper. Uh, you remember when he was really struggling in the, uh, like, as the temperature was starting to rise? We're gonna cast Burning Hands then. Okay. Uh, creature, uh, dexterity saving throw. Or he takes 3d6 um, or he saves for half. And this is a cantrip, so... Oh no, Burning Hands is, uh, second level, sorry. Yeah, so he does a wisdom save. A wisdom save? Correct. Alright. Where's all their d6s? I think I have one or two of them down. I need yeah, two more. Oh my god, he gave me four. Okay. Uh, oh god, that's an eight. He doesn't save. So he takes eight, eight damage. Eight damage. Um, and you use burning hands. Yeah. So you go up behind him. Uh, you see he turns around at. I just grab uh, his the last face. Moment. It's like, huh? You wrap both of your hands around the sides of his blobfish head, and you see he just starts going, "No, no, it's all going to plan." And <laughs> make a perception check. Oh, also roll for uh, wild magic. Gotcha. Perception. Uh huh. Is 17, Blob Magic is an 11, so it's 1, 2, 3, 4, or 5. Right. So you now have, uh, you have Bob's full terrified attention. And out of the corner of your eye, you see from where the thrones are, some movement. And then before- Oh, it's a concentration spell that he has on them. Before you realize it, you see another hand come down on top of- Bob's head, and this one, you see, like, his blockish head is- Squishy. It's, it's, um... Ugly. Kinda cute. No, definitely not cute. Blobfish are adorable. You see, like, the inside of his head start to glow. Ew. And then you see that it starts to spread out through his mouth, 
and like uh, uh, the gills on the side of his neck. And you see he's trying to speak, but it's just like this horrendous gurgling noise. And then as he starts to uh, go down on his knees, you see once his head passes, your mother just profusely uh, bleeding from the nose has a hand firmly on top of his head uh, as she lights him on fire from the inside. Oh my god. Um, Mom. Clary. Mom. This is a very pow- <laughs> This is a very powerful moment. Just give me a second. Okay. And then you see- I'm still gonna burning hands on the side of his head. Oh it's yeah, It's a 15-foot cone, though, so I might hit my mom. So I'm gonna do careful spell and not hit my mom. Is that a what is careful spell? How is that used? I I get to choose. Uh, but like, is it does it count as a spell? I don't know. It's a feature. Okay. It's part of um, meta magic, right. which is a sorcerer feature. Right. Uh, I just use a sorcery point for it, so I'm down to four. Okay. Um. Basically, I choose up to three creatures that I don't want it to affect. So I choose my mom, my dad, and Pistris. 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 I finally got his name right. <laughs> Yeah, you do that, and um, your mother uh, keeps looking down at Blobby. at Bob, and then uh, you see another hand appearing on top of hers, and Grati, your father, who's very unstable, joins, but also looks like very So as a off. family, we em- 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 emulate? emulate this Blobfish? Uh, yes. Everybody else in the courtroom just watches as you, as as a family, turn Bob into nothing more than a not terribly smelling pile of uh, seafood. Like, like, roasted seafood. Wouldn't eat it, but, you know. You don't know what I'd do. It smells better than Bob smelled by himself. Great. Yeah, so, um, Bob is eventually just a pile of something that used to be a being gotcha. and is now just melted. Um, you see your mother and father breathing heavily, and then you see them look up, and then all you hear your father say is, Guards! And <sighs> you, without even noticing, guards just flood into the uh, into the courtroom. She's gonna go up to Pistris and, like, just grab his arm. Um, guards have beaten you to it. They are holding him there. They are holding Malleus, Cades, and Pistris all in... Release uh, the boy. Uh, <clears throat> release release looks, the boy. Your mom looks at you and says, are you, are you nuts? No, what I'm not release nuts. The boy? Release the boy. Make a persuasion check. Uh, 17. She looks at you, and then she looks Trust at uh, Pistris and says... Trust me, no. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. She looks at your father and... Did you not just see what happened to that man? I know what I'm doing. And she smiles real big. You see your mother waves a hand and the guards let Pistris go. Yeah. Who's still, like, kind of dazed. Take the others away. The others can go. Uh, They take Malleus and Cades away. And you still got a substantial amount of guards here kind of surrounding. uh, Gonna ask Pistris what what was that thing and why did it tell you that you're next? Uh, You see... Uh, Pistris uh, looks up at you again, still pale white. Says, "That was uh, Dad always claimed lineage from uh, Mind Flayers, and said that we were descended from one that had ascended to something even more powerful than a Mind Flayer. That 
I guess that was it. What does it want you to do? It, it it wants to be impressed. It wants to be entertained. How do we stop it? Oh, you can't stop something like that. You, I'm... you don't think that I can stop something like that? And, like, my wild magic surges all around me. Make a persuasion check with advantage. Oh, bitch. Persuasion? Mm-hmm. 25. I rolled a 19. You see that he looks at you, and you can tell that he sees nothing but you in that moment. I think you can do anything. I think you can do anything that you want to. I, Yeah. Yeah, I think you could totally do that. I think you could totally do that, and I think that we should try to do that together. <laughs> you see that he turns beet red, and um, I'm just like, oh god. Okay. I think there might be a way. Let's do it together, then. Looks at your parents. <laughs> looks back at you. It's like, okay. <laughs> and yeah, uh, you two have that moment, and your parents come over and say, "Claire, are you okay? I'm we, fine. We saw we saw the note that you had, and then we were. Uh, Robert said that we needed to to go to the 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 royal hall, and that you were there, and then he just forced us into the Robert. Throne. Robert gave me a map to go visit the Embermel. To get me away from here. You see your parents look up and say... Because he believed that I was the only person that could stop them. And he was right. Again, more magic surge. <laughs> just like It's just like going crazy. It's like lifting her hair. Roll, roll wild magic if you're using magic so much. Well, I'm not using magic in this moment. But I will roll wild magic if you want. It's a ten. So one, two, three, four, or five, or six. Alright. Um, like, oh god, at this point we believe it. Like, I owe Embermouth a piece of wood. What was the wood? Yule. I owe Embermouth a piece of Yule wood? Like, and your father's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to do that. And then your mother, like, nudges him in the side and he almost topples over. And he's like, but, besides the point, Clary, we are... I went away to try to find the counselor because I thought he could tell me how to control my magic. I didn't want you to be disappointed in me anymore. It's like you were like, honey, why would we be? Why would we be disappointed with you? I, I have crazy magic, and I'm gonna take the throne one day. And and I, I sometimes I speak bubbles. Sometimes I turn green, but really it's blue. But because I'm yellow, it's green. And I. I have come to terms the fact that I will never control it, but that it also doesn't control me, and that I am free to do what I want, no matter how much craziness happens to me and around me and to others around me. Mostly me, though. Mostly me. See that your parents look at each other and sigh, and then uh, your mom looks at you and says, Look, you're... after you left supper, your father and I... your father and I had a talk. I heard some you... of it. Well, I heard some of it. I heard you say that I'll never be able to control my magic. So your mother just, like, internally face palms. It's like, is that the only... Oh, God, no, it didn't... Well, yes, I'm not very perceptive, mother. No, it's... You're right. I don't think you will ever be able to control this. I don't think it's in you to control it. And your father and I were talking, and we need to change. The way that we're running this kingdom, we're too... Like, literally, one of our founding 
aspects is predictable, comfortably predictable. And I don't know that we don't know that being predictable just to keep up good ties with other kingdoms is safe, I guess. Well, we did let a blobfish into our ranks, so maybe not. Your father says, well, that was, you know, that was your, that was your mother. That, I, 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 uh... Where's Gertrude? Gertrude is bleeding profusely. Oh my uh, god. Next to the thrones. Uh, someone get a doctor. Someone get a doctor. There are several, like, guards doctor. there who are, uh, trying to provide her with aid. Okay, I go up to Gertrude, and I say, Gertrude, I'm so sorry, Gertrude, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, this is my fault. I'm sorry, Gertrude. Uh, she looks up and says, oh, it's okay, dearie, I'm just, um, I'll be okay. You will be okay. I can't control my magic. Oh, I know. I, I'm well aware. But I'm okay with no. She kind of like looks up at you through slitted eyes and uh, says, "Yes, yeah, I, I can see that." <laughs> um, and your mother and father come over um, and say, "Look, Clary, you will take the throne one day, and you, we will do the best we can to set it up, but we will make sure that you becoming ruler does not conflict with a kingdom that we tried to set up that wasn't going." to work forever. We can't be predictable. We need to be a little more... And uh, the your mother gestures over to the, um, the blob of Bob, the blobfish, uh, and says, we need to be a little more aggressive, less predictable, and you would be a perfect queen for an unpredictable nation. We are proud of you. And with that, um, you and your family share a hug. Um, Cades and Malleus are sent... Uh, to be sentenced officially. Cool. I thought you were going to say to the gallows. <laughs> I almost said the gallows. I know that you did, and then um, you thought about the, the, the ethics of this nature, nation. I yeah. saw a whole realm of possibilities uh, in your head at that moment. Could I just kill two people? Maybe. Would, um, would this king and queen kill two people? Maybe not. <laughs> uh, Pystris is kept under high security. Um, um, I feel like, would he go back to his kingdom to set things up? He wouldn't really have a choice. Yeah. Um, you know that it was King Biathun and his son, Prince Pystris, who were the only remaining, like, royalty there. Um, the mother had died long ago. Yeah. And after being detained for long enough, we'll be able to go back to Corallium to try and, uh, see how badly it's been without some sort of monarch, if bad at all. Yeah, I mean, they haven't been gone long, only a day or so. Well, their trip has been a few weeks. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just go visit Embermouth and have him teleport me to my new fish boyfriend whenever I want. And I'll just bring a Yule log every time. Cool. You set up that uh, that sort of... I'm back, Embermouth. Can I, can I go see him so... again? You're back at the Ember Mouth, absolutely singed again. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> oh. It's another Yule Log for you. Did you think that was real? Yes. Oh, that was fake. Oh. Lovely. <laughs> um, <coughs> log. And you see, uh, the Ember Mouth says, You know, there are better ways to visit a significant other than manipulating a poor mouth of Ember. I'm not manipulating you. I like spending time with you. I brought cards. What the fuck? 
am I supposed to do with cards? <laughs> Play with me. Play cards. Uh, you and the Embermouth figure out some way to describe the cards that he has, and then try to play a game without cheating by knowing the cards that he has. It's a whole process. We'll play and... a game that doesn't include hiding your cards, maybe. Right. Uh, and you go on that way for years, uh, visiting Pistris, your uh, fish boyfriend. and Boyfriend, uh... if you will. Or wow. fish. Fish. <laughs> visiting your fish. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, your parents start to uh, set up a more, in their words, unpredictable kingdom that has less friendly ties with the other nations, but is definitely more safe. Can I do one last, just to see what her last wild magic effect would be? Yeah. Just for just for my own curiosity, like, if I had rolled, what I would get. Um, so this is, uh, 80. Exactly 80. Illusory butterflies and flower petals flutter in the air within 10 feet of you for the next minute. So you go to visit your, uh, your bish, and you're both kind of chilling out on a, uh, on like a surfaced coral reef. Yeah. It's like a, like a little date, like a picnic. And then you see all these, like, coral, like, vibrant colored butterflies and rose petals sort of flit around. You look out over the ocean, and... You can't predict what's going to happen. But I'm okay with it. But you're okay with that. And right now, everything is okay. Cool. Thank you, Miles. that is Clary's Adventure. Did you name that adventure? I was trying to come up with the name of it, and I literally just have it down as Clary's Adventure. Okay. You, we but can come up okay. with an episode title. We can either keep it like that or we can change it. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Yeah, it was fun for me to take a stab at being the DM. And uh, uh, the next technically chronological episode will be Gibby again. Miles will make a character and I will write a story for his character like we do. And we'll just continue like that forever. <laughs> yeah. I hope you guys liked Clary's um, story. Thank you so much. And we will catch you on the flip side. Yeah, take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, there's more to come. You can catch sneak peeks at new episodes on our social media pages. We are on Instagram and TikTok under the username Partners in Crit. That's P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S-I-N-C-R-I-T. We also have links to our website and our social media in the show notes. Thank you to our friend Emma Cole for our lovely cover art. See you next time. Bye.